Welcome, everybody, to episode 50 of the Ray Infinity Show. This is your host, Ray. And, to, and to right now, I have two guests here that are, are some of my closest friends on this show. Even though I haven't met them personally, they're actually really cool guys that I've met on the Internet. So I got with me Osiris of the, from the channel, Stuck in the Middle. Carlos, the guy from the channel, Prime Animations, who will start his own podcast soon. And like that's going to be something pretty fun. <laughs> but how are you guys doing out there tonight? How's that going? Real good, man. Real good. How you feeling, Carlos? Uh, your audio? Can you hear us? Yep. Okay, yeah, I can hear you now. All right. So <laughs> basically, what we're going to do with this episode right here, that like we're still going to talk politics, but it's going to be like a kind of a like a little hangout thing right here. So we're just going to be having some fun right here. Basically, and, and basically just discussing politics. So, yeah. And like the lizard mask, I've had that for a while. I just got the inspiration from Alex Jones because of that Walmart video. He, that was a Target video he made where he just walked into a tar- Target and just wore a mask like this. And basically he just I don't... was dancing and shopping around. So, <laughs> all right. I, I've worn this for a little too long now. So, <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen that. Is that an old school Alex? Oh, is that from like 2013? Yeah. Uh, uh, what? I'm, yeah. That's an old Alex Jones. Yeah, well, that's actually mm-hmm. the, the the video he did. He he wore that again. It was like he went walked into like a supermarket. I believe it was a Target, and he had the mm-hmm. mask on. Like um, and basically like um, and I'm not in one of the parts of in one of the one of the parts of the clip. He he literally had like a toy egg with him, and he says like and he asked like one of the priest people that worked there, "May I lay my egg here?" <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah okay guys all right <laughs> all right now we're actually we're gonna start getting into like the main the show right now because like i just that's just what i want it to be right now okay <clears throat> basically like the, what the first topic we have here today we're actually going to be talking about a, we're actually going to be doing like a tier list kind of thing we're going to be talking about in our opinions the three of us who we believe are the best and worst presidents in american history now we're gonna i'm gonna bring up like one of those classic tier list things so like so that we can make this a little fun so like um basically like um it won't just be one person's my opinion it'll be these two opinions so like it, like if, if some of these people if, if one of them believes that a president should go in a different list and, and the others outvoted we'll put that person in that list just a little just mark that down or a little up all right i'm gonna bring this up right here so yeah so yeah give me one second i'm gonna pull this right up so, hey you guys can hear me right yeah we can yep, hear you i got you okay perfect yep sound good okay so 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 basically like we're gonna start off this list right here like obviously right at the top and like the, the obvious one we have um we have George. s we have s which stands for superior which are the best presidents then down at a we have a who's actually presidents who are great they they're not perfect but they still have uh, they still have mostly good then b presidents they're they're like okay like they're just okay presidents some a lot of good pl- plenty of bad and see down there, we have like um, they're just kind of blah presidents. Like they have they the the good slightly outweighs the bad, but 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 still though. The D presidents, um, we have um, and we're gonna have them. They're presidents that are like almost nothing good, but at least we have to acknowledge the good things they have done, the good ones. Then at F, we just have presidents who are just god awful, like they're no, unredeemable. And so yeah. Then obviously down here we have who are these people and play us so. Yeah, that one, I don't know why that's down there, but I'll keep this one down here for someone specific, possibly. <laughs> all right, all right, guys. Like, um, so, like, right when we get into this, like, um, 
who do, who do you guys believe is the best president in the United States history? We'll start with Cyrus first. Uh, I would go with George Washington is the first that comes to mind. Hmm. Okay. I, okay. I second that. Okay. I Pretty easy. 100% yeah. agree right here. Like, uh, where is where is George? Uh, I'm trying to find him right here. Um, where is he? Um, oh, down down here. So this. So what I have to do? I have to do that because like he's all the way down at the bottom. Now we're not going to get to every president because we have to, um, all the topics here. Yeah. But we're just going to cover like the main ones that we all know about. So yeah. And like, if you guys have any discussions of, of where each president should go, we can have a discussion about that. Uh, all right. So, and in and in my opinion, George Washington is the best president of the United in the United States history. But there's only one. There's there's only two people that are in the S category in my view, and it's the only guy that can be on par with Washington Washington himself. I believe. Lincoln? Yep, hundred percent. Okay. Lincoln. How about you, Carlos? Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. Okay, okay. Uh, I believe we all agree with that. So far, no. So far. Nothing so yeah. far, no nothing wrong right here. Yeah, hard to hard to be in their class. Okay, okay, uh, yeah. Okay. Here's what I think. I think when it comes with Washington, right? I mean, he he was the first. He was uh, part of our our freedom movement, right? Uh, he yeah. uh, set the foundation, right? He set the bar, uh, and yeah. so that's why I think he should go there. And obviously, Lincoln. I mean, uh, you know. Gosh, uh, what can you say about Lincoln and everything yep. that he went through and everything that he did that led us up to to have uh, the type of society that we have right now where, where everybody's uh, viewed as equal, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. like what? Yeah. Oh, you can go with Cyrus. Well, I was just going to say, man, we need leadership right now. And that's what George Washington was, obviously military guy, but just a natural real leader. We, yeah. we haven't had a real leader in a long time, probably – Probably Trump, you could argue, but he was so fought against. Yeah. yeah. Washington, the very first president in U.S. history, He, out of all the founders, he was alpha out of all of them. And, like, yeah. he was a great man. Like, even though, like, a lot, a lot, a lot of his legacy has been tarnished today by the left because they said, oh, he was a slave owner. Slaves. But, yeah. then, but then when you look at it back in those days, like, he actually was against slavery. The only reason he had slaves was because at that time he legally couldn't free them. So, yeah. So yeah, and and plus like um he actually left office peacefully, didn't even want to run for president because he thought he, he, he would he would have been in, he thought he would have been betrayed as a king, and he actually yep. surrendered power after the war. You know what? It's interesting. I, I find the argument of looking at somebody's past based on where the world was at that particular time kind of I I, I don't agree with that mindset uh, because like I said. So slavery was a worldwide practice. And at that time, uh, during that particular time, right, it was against blacks. But if we look at it historically, many people throughout many civilizations, throughout many skin colors have been enslaved throughout throughout time. So, um, you know, uh, it, it is what it is for the time. And and to your point, Ray, like you said, I mean, he didn't, you know, it was something that he couldn't. It wasn't his primary focus at the time. And that's why we're putting Lincoln up there. Right. Yeah. 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 That Lincoln was actually the guy who who is who actually established that the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence were inseparable; that they were one of two halves. They, they, like all of them were the exact same because like the rights of freedom were not delegated to only the Declaration; they was delegated to both the and the Constitution as well, which actually allows right. us to have our freedoms. 
And here's the interesting part. The movement to get away from slavery, just like slavery was a worldwide practice, the movement to get away from it and end it was actually worldwide. It started in multiple different countries across the world. Yeah. So it, it was something that started to gain movement and, and hence, you know, why it went the way it did. Yeah, I agree. Agreed. Uh, we'll move on to the next president right here. Um, um, let's go with um, let's go with um, Bill Clinton. Where would you guys where would Charles? Let's start with you. Where would you have Bill Clinton at? Um, oh, gosh, Bill Clinton. I mean, I was a teenager when Bill Clinton was in office and, and uh, you know, it, financially, I, I, I remember us having good financial times. However, a lot of those bad decisions and bad policies came to bite us in the next administration and the next administration added on to it, in my opinion. Um, and then, you know, look at the fact that, you know, he was impeached. He lied under oath, uh, you know, aside from his, you know, personal life that, that he had his relationship or his affair with Monica Lewinsky, he did lie under oath. And, 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 and so that takes away from a lot of the things that he did, in my opinion. So I, I think I would put him in the C category. Okay. How about you with Cyrus? No, uh, he was terrible. Uh, he presided over NAFTA, and uh, he was a, he was a very charismatic dude, and that's what carried him in a way similar to Obama, covered yeah. up for a lot of his flaws. But um, I think the market under his his watch was artificially inflated. Yeah. Uh, yep. Even under Trump, a little bit was artificially inflated. But um, and then that's when that bubble burst. Uh, I think he was just absolutely terrible. Yeah. yeah. It, I, and, it, and, and, it's, and here's the interesting part. It burst after he left because had yeah. it burst while he stayed there, it would have all felt fallen on his shoulders. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, um, Clinton was a, a garbage president, in my opinion. Like, um, obviously, like with all the wars he started, but he was at the end, like um, he actually um, was succeeded George H.W. Bush. And if you really look at it at the end of the day, he was really just a continuation of George H.W. Bush. Like, just George H.W. Bush was like a liberal Republican, and I was not a big fan of him. And Clinton just seemed like himself was just a continuation of that. So, yeah. So, I would yeah, put... Well, there, oh. were some things, there were some positive things that he did. Like, I remember his State of the Union address where he talked about illegal immigration and how it was bad and how it hurt, you know, Americans as a whole. And I remember yeah. both sides of Congress applauding him for that, you know. So... He had some things that that, that were positive. Yeah, so yeah. I I would put him in a D, in the D category. So, um, so where would you put him, Osiris? Uh, I think D's good. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, we'll we'll put we'll move um Clinton to the D category. Yep. Yeah, I'm I'm good with that too. Okay, I'm fine with that. Now um, we're going to move on to one that I'm almost positive it's going to be controversial for everyone, especially everyone watching this. The much beloved FDR, the president. Who was, pre who was the president during World War II, the guy who had stayed in office for four terms and would have stayed in there much longer if he hadn't died. And, like, and, and like just, just put it, like, the fact that he put 100,000 Japanese Americans into internment camps, like, that is pretty bad, like, especially for that time when we had already abolished slavery. And then also, when you look at it, there was a study from, I believe it was UCLU, UCLLU, you guys, I'm botching that, sorry. But there was a study from them that said that he lengthened the Great Depression by as much as eight years with his economic policy. And like, and if you really look at it, he was kind of the guy that he didn't really know much about economics when you look at it. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, this uh, FDR. The well, my favorite part of FDR was the actually the his work with us making sure to save our national parks. That's my first thing because I'm a big fan of the national parks. I think if if it weren't for him, the, a lot of that land would be commercialized and destroyed. Um, so I do like that. I'm torn about him. He's like a C to me. He did a lot of progressive type of things, but like you're right, the Japanese internment camps, uh, absolutely disgusting. Um, but he was, he was. would you say he's probably one of our more socialist type presidents he, of all time? He, in my opinion, he was. He took the government that Woodrow Wilson had already created, and we'll get to Wilson yeah. in a little bit, but he's actually the one who took Wilson's the government that Wilson created and just amplified it even further. So, yeah. And like... um. I can't put him as an F, even though I believe a lot of him, his policies is an F, but um, I would actually put him as a D. But the reason I would put him as a D is because of his leadership during World War II. Because like, I have, because you have to be fair. You have to highlight the good, some of the good things he did. And his leadership during World War II was actually phenomenal. I have to admit that. I, I, I agree, and I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. So yep. would you agree with that? D? Is D fair? Yeah. I think D. I was I would say C or D. D is fine uh, for me. Yeah, I would have said C just because he helped us win that oh. war and that was a very oh. crucial war. Yeah. Okay, so okay, we'll put him in the C category. <clears throat> yeah, there's some sometimes there are things, events that happen that that help people rise to occasions and supersede some of the errors that, that they did. And and I think winning World War Two, I mean, uh, you know, I think it would be unanimous. That was an important war to win worldwide. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, what would have happened with the if the Nazis had won? Uh, we'd yeah. all be speaking German right about now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, now <laughs> the next president that we'll go into, um, one of my all-time favorite presidents. I, in my opinion, he's actually the, the sixth best president of all time, JFK. In my opinion, JFK would actually be an A because, like, obviously he did have so he's not an S for reasons like um. Obviously, you have to look at the Bay of Pigs phenomenon, the Bay, the Bay of Pigs situation, and you also have to look at our engagement in Vietnam started with um, with, with FDR. And also, I did not like his policies on immigration either. But he was actually the, one of the very few presidents, like Trump, who actually called out all the all the S of the, the socialists and the globalists. Because, like I said, I said before, he actually was one of the elites at a time, but he actually was calling them out because he was going against them. And like I also, and so I have to give him credit for that. And plus, he also like lowered taxes dramatically, and 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 basically like um like created a he was he was before Reagan came in, JFK was actually the most conservative president in my view that we ever had, even more than Nixon or or L or Nixon. Yeah, he was more of a, a conservative than Nixon, even though he was a Democrat. He actually was part of the con, the conservative part of the Democratic Party. So I would put him as an A. So uh, how about you, Carlos? You can start with this. No, yeah, I, I agree. He was more Republican than he was Democrat. Yeah. Uh, so, and and obviously, his type of Democrat really is is uh, an endangered species, if you will. Uh, there's very, very few of those left, if any, uh, that I know of. I mean, I, you know, I, I, you know, it's it's sad to see where the Democratic Party has has gone. Yeah, yeah. But I, you, I, I agree. I put him in the eight spot. Yeah. Okay. How about you, Osiris? Yeah, I think he's probably more of a, a B for me. I think uh, I agree with a lot of the stuff you said. I think um, didn't JFK uh, authorize uh, spying on citizens such as MLK? Yes. Am I yeah, wrong he, about that? 
Okay. No, that is true. That is 100 percent true. Okay. But and to be fair, even though that was technically it's not it wasn't fair to MLK, it did expose um, some things behind the scenes that were going on with with the civil rights thing. Uh, mm -hmm. I'll just leave it at that. So, yeah, I yeah. would I believe it's fair to put him as an A, correct? Yeah. Uh, yeah. His uh, spending was high too, right? I mean, he really blew through to get us to the to the moon. Spend a lot yeah. of money, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. He actually he did. Yeah. Well, I have my own opinions on the moon landing, so yeah, I know. So, so do I. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to sidetrack, but I do too. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna go down a rabbit hole, guys. No, no. no yeah, no, let's no, not no. let's not go, let's not go there. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But, but you know, let's you know go, what? But, it was, it, even though you're right, he did burn through a lot of money to do that. I mean, we we did make it, though, you know? Yeah. Yeah, supposedly yeah. make it. So, yeah, we're not going to go yeah. down that any further than that. But, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The next one we're going to go to, this actually one kind of breaks my heart. Because, like, um, I have mixed feelings about this one. Very mixed feelings. Richard Nixon. Nixon, Oof. in my opinion... Like, um, there were a lot of things that were, go that, there were a lot of things you can say about Nixon. A lot of good and a lot of bad. Like, um, obviously, Watergate, which was the least of his sins, but, um, be but he actually was responsible for, for a wide variety of debacles. Like, he actually was the guy who actually opened up China, which opened up their economic thing, and basically like, created a giant, like, allowed a giant superpower to rise, that rises up to, like, um, come take over the U U.S. And, like, um... But, but, yeah, like, a lot of – he does have a lot of bad. But also he does have some good things, though. Like, he was actually one of the only person that believed – I forget who the guy's name was, but he was the only person that believed this guy that, that, that said there were actual actual communists working within our government and turned out they, that the guy was right, and Nixon actually believed him. So, yeah. So Yeah, but so, I, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, Nixon also prolonged the Vietnam War. He prevented yes. the two leaders from South and North Korea, uh, Vietnam, Vietnam from coming to the peace tables and, and ending the war earlier than what he yeah. did. So he actually prolonged it and kept more Americans uh, there than what needed to be and, and the loss of life. So, I, I you know what? Uh, to me, Nixon is pretty low on, on, on the scale. Where would yeah, you put it? Oh, you can go. Well, no, I, just a fact check. Did, did he take us off the gold standard, um, Nixon? Did he? I don't recall, actually. Uh, let me look okay. that up real I quick. You was, can, yeah, you can still talk. Yeah, I'll talk while you're, I think Nixon, I believe it happened under, under Nixon where we uh, burned all our money and we had to print more. And we, that's how, you know, you get into inflation and all that. And and I think he took us off the gold standard, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, he did. He did. Yeah. So that's yeah. a that's a pretty tough one for me. Yeah. And so like he Nixon did go down, and, and like um obviously with Watergate thing, we all know like um that was pretty bad. It was, but at the end of the day, when you really look at it, a lot every president, almost a lot of politicians do that kind of stuff. The, the only difference between them and Nixon is that Nixon actually got caught doing it. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, so. And my he, he view, didn't have the media covering for him because we've caught a certain president with a lot of things, but the media seems to cover up. Yep. Yeah, I would put Nixon in my view. I would. I don't put him as an F, but I would put him as a D. I would uh, put him as a D. Yeah. All right. I'm How okay with D. Okay, I'm mm -hmm. fine with that. So, <laughs> mm -hmm. all right. Now this one's actually going to be. Yeah, this one's going to be pretty fun. We're actually going to go with a, a, a more recent president and the time. Barack Obama. 
Osiris, I Osiris, I know you're going to love this one, so I'll let you start out with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the the bombs, <laughs> Obama <laughs> dropped more bombs, I think, than any president in history. Yeah. Uh, he, I believe he dropped over 20,000 bombs. I mean, he was a warmonger. He bailed out the big banks after the crisis. Uh, he's... He could be, for me, he could be a, what's the lowest category? Is it F? F? Yeah. Uh, for me, he's an he's a easy F. Um, one of the most disastrous presidents ever. And it was yeah. weird because it was a, an exciting feeling when he got elected. I voted for him twice. I voted yeah, for wow. him in 08 and 2012. And I didn't yeah. even realize what was happening until way after. Uh, he won the Nobel Peace Prize. Uh, as one of the most warmongering <laughs> presidents of all time, yeah. um, common people got foreclosed by their from their homes, and he protected the banks that knowingly uh, wrote these loans for people. It was one of the most disgusting things that's ever happened, and definitely in my lifetime. And he's the reason why a lot of people are into socialism now. They don't yeah. believe in capitalism in part because of Barack Obama. Yeah, yeah. How about you, Carlos? Uh, I agree. He's an F for me. Uh, worst president in my lifetime. Um, mm. I, I, I don't like the guy. Um, I didn't vote for him. Uh, I, um, uh, I, in his first term, he, he seemed a little bit more moderate um, from what I can recall. But, but again, I wasn't really into politics back then. But in his second term, uh, he, he kind of let the dogs loose and, you know, I agree with you, Osiris, about his socialism. He started talking about um, taxing the rich in his second term, and I remember, I remember, I was I was leaving work, uh, getting up on I I seventy five when I when I heard his speech about taxing the rich and time for the rich to pay their their fair share, and, and I I said, well, here's a policy I can get behind, and he caught me for like about two minutes, and then I thought about, it. I said, wait a minute, wait a minute, I've worked in the financial industry since ninety nine. Rich people don't like to lose money. You take, you you increase their taxes, and they're going to increase the prices and the services to the products that they have or the services that they provide. At the end of the day, rich people are not going to pay for that increase of tax. It's going to be the consumer that's going to pay that. So, so I said that's just an emotional trigger. That's actually what started awakening me up to a lot of political jargon that these people use, you know, and how they catch people with emotions instead of logic. Um, in addition to that, uh, Osiris, I enjoyed a podcast that you did um, a couple of days after we, we met on Ray Show the first time, which was you said something about the 90s were like the peak of our society and culture. I really enjoyed that piece. And, oh, and, yes, and thank I, you. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like when Obama came into office, he injected a level of racism. It was so, so clever that that right now we're going through all these racial divides and, and racial talk and everything is racism and everything and we didn't have that in the 90s and 80s when i was growing up you know so i yep. think he injected an amount of division in this country that i had yeah. i had not seen prior to his presidency yeah yeah 100 percent agree now obviously the bombings like that is bad. And, like, he even actually had, like, one of our own citizens be, his own citizens be bombed, like, for no legal reason. Literally, he had, like, who was that kid? What was the kid's name? It was, I, I, I forget who his name was. 
but literally on American soil had a, an American citizen bombed for no legal reason. <laughs> like, yeah, it was a 16-year-old. I forgot the name, but it was a young yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, then, and then, like, on top of that, which I think Obamacare, which was just an atrocity, basically, like, basically raised, like, um, health care premiums from, like, $800 a month to, like, um, over $2,400 a month. Like, and, and basically, like, forced everyone to get it. And if you didn't get it, you would be fined even more for if you didn't get it. Like how that that how you can you can't do that in a, in a, in a capitalist society or in America in America. That how you how you expect people to do that? You're just punishing them for not caving to your propaganda. Here's the interesting about that. I love Pelosi's line about let's pass the bill to find what's in the bill. Number one. Then you've got the fact that Congress was exempt from Obamacare. Uh, that mm-hmm. was number two. And then, and then to be to to be completely fair, I love the fact that when Trump went to take down Obamacare, there were Republicans that spoke against Obama and Obamacare. But yet, when it came time to vote for it under Trump, they completely collapsed and didn't vote. Yeah, I found that very interesting. Uh huh. John McCain. Oh. Mm. Not a big fan. No. But, but, but going back, I, I honestly, I, I and I've, I've shared this. I, you know, my wife and I have had conversations. My brother-in-law. I, I think Obama was chosen for this country, and it has nothing to do with him being black. Uh, to be honest with you, some guy. Uh, the first time I no. was ever called a racist was, was was someone who was black and said, "You don't like Obama because he's black." And I said, "No, I don't like Obama because he's policies." And so your information. Mm-hmm. I'm voting for mm-hmm. Dr. Ben Carson. The last time I mm-hmm. took his office, like, how does my racism work? Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's yeah. just absurd. Yeah. You can't be calling people names just because you politically disagree with them. It's weak. It's ignorant. And, 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 and that's yeah. why it, that stuff no longer works. But to yeah. be honest with you, I feel like there's a, a certain amount yeah. of poison that this guy injected. I mean, think about the things that we've seen. Think about the things that have happened since he's left office, right? I, yeah. I mean, BLM started when? In 2014, it was founded. And I do believe that he was the president in 2014. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, your mic's a little low, um, Carlos. Uh, I can, oh, I can sorry. hear you. Oh, there Excuse it is. Me. So, yeah, sorry about that. Bye. <laughs> no, no, my, my fault. I think I was touching the uh, uh, something here. Sorry. I'm on my phone. My laptop's in the shop. Yeah, so that's good. fine. But, but yeah, like, um, also, like, Obama was the guy that started, like, um, the, the whole thing. Like, if you oppose me, you're a racist. And like yep. the Democratic Party has never recovered from that, and I don't think it ever will. And if it ever does, it'll be a really long time down the line. So, in my view, I would put and like obviously when when Osiris mentioned he bailed out the banks, which was which basically created the too big to fail thing. So yeah. yeah. So in my in my view, I would I say Obama is a, was an awful president. I would put him as an F. Would you guys yep. agree? Okay. If there's nothing lower sure. than an F, yes, I agree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yep. that's an easy one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, um, and here, we're actually going to go to an interesting president right here um, to make this a little, to make the spices up a little bit. Um, we're going to go with Grover Cleveland. I am, at, like, like, Grover Cleveland, I am actually a big Grover Cleveland fan, to be honest. Like yes, he was like a, a big lib, but he was actually um, he actually was uh, the guy, one of the few presidents that actually that actually said that um that that the federal that made sure the federal government didn't outgrow what it needed to be. Like he famously rejected a stimulus package 
based at the Texas drought, and he said that the, this this bill has no no constitutional warranty, which you which is something you never hear from a president. And plus, if you didn't know, um, Grover Cleveland, like he he actually, out of all the presidents in history, he has vetoed the most bills out of any president mm. in history, hundreds of them. And like and also the big thing about Grover Cleveland that everyone knows about, he's the only president in American history to serve two um, non-consecutive um, terms in, as president. So, yeah. in my view. He's at least a B. I, I I would put him as an A, but I think he would at least be a B in my view. Yeah. How about you guys? Yeah, I don't know too much. I know that he was a classic liberal, so he wasn't yeah. like a like a liberal as we think a liberal today. So I actually don't know enough about him to to rank him, but I do like his views on limited government. Like you said, he yeah. was all for vetoing. He was very much for limited government. Yeah. How about you, Carlos? Agreed. Agreed. Yes. I stand with, with Osiris. Yeah. I would put him as an A. Uh, uh, I, I, I I would put him as an A. So I think he's a, a great president, a tremendous one. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Um, okay. This one is actually one I'm, I'm going to love. Ronald Reagan. <laughs> I think you like him a little bit more than I do, but yes. So let, yeah, we, let's hear your yeah. thoughts. Oh, we can start with Carlos first because I think because like he, he actually he actually saw Reagan. Well, both you guys saw Reagan. I never did, but like I think Carlos would bring a different a, a good perspective from this. Yeah, I I, I the, the only the only one policy I don't agree with Reagan was was when he gave amnesty to all the illegal immigrants. Uh, that was uh, something that obviously I I don't agree with because as a U.S. citizen I'm required to follow every single law in this country. And so to have people come in illegally, I don't care where you're from. I don't care if you're from Mexico. I don't care if you're from Europe. I don't care if you're from China. I don't care where you're from. Everybody should be required to follow the law. And and yep. and giving people amnesty is like you're giving them a reward for breaking the law, for entering into this country illegally. And I didn't agree with that. However, I do. I, I, I'm a big Ronald Reagan fan. Uh, I was um, uh, uh, I like his toughness. Um, it's interesting because he was, I think he was a governor, a democratic governor, California, uh, California. Right. And, you know, he was an actor before that. And, and he, you know, was, you know, good conservative, uh, or a good Republican president. And, uh, he was tough when he needed to be tough. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, when people, you know, when these terrorists and stuff like that, and these dictators were around, they said, Hey, don't mess with me because I'm going to mess right back. And, and he did. So I, I, I actually, I like Ronald Reagan. Uh, for me, he's he's an A. Yeah. How about you, Osiris? Yeah, I think there's pros and cons with Reagan. Uh, he was a leader when we needed a leader during the Cold War. And so that was a, uh, that's a very big check in his column, I would say. Um, yeah. I did like the his tax policy. Uh, I think that was good. Now, I thought he was a big spender too. Am I wrong there? No, you're you're right. He he was a huge spender. Okay, yeah, I, I'm not a huge fan of that, but um, I think overall for me, he's probably a B. Okay, okay. In my view, I'm a huge Reagan fan. In my view, he's actually the fourth best president in history. Like I'm a I like a lot of things. Like not just the fact that he actually broke the back of inflation by dramatically lowering taxes, created yes, two decades. Did. Yeah, created two decades of, um, of of growth for for America, but he also mm-hmm. was the one that ended the Cold War. 
So yeah, I have to yeah, I have to give him credit for that. And also like when he was in there were, like before he was inaugurated, I believe it was I forgot where in the Middle East, but there were two people that were actually being held captive somewhere in the Middle East. I forget who they who they were or what state the country they were in. But um, but because Jimmy Carter at that time was president, they actually did, they actually weren't afraid of Jimmy Carter. Didn't think he would do anything. But once Reagan came in, because Reagan said he's actually going to go right after after terrorists and like stop all this. The moment he was inaugurated, those people were released. If you did, that's actually that's actually a true fact. You can look that up. No, yeah, yeah I, I actually remember that. Um, I remember seeing it in the news when I was a kid, um, and 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 it's exactly what it is. You know, Reagan was tough. Uh, our our enemies. See, here's the thing. It seems like when Democrats are in charge, our enemies don't really fear us. Uh, they laugh at us. And then when it's a Republican, a strong Republican, they know what's up and, and they don't they don't mess around. They're like, oh, we're not going to mess with this guy. Yeah. So like, um, yes. But like Osiris said, and I actually agree with him on that, is that um, is that he, he didn't get the spending under control. So like he's obviously not an S. But in my it, view, I would put him as an A. It's true. It's true. He was a big spender, but I mean, he did a lot of good for the economy and the economy oh, he did. when he took it over was horrible due to Jimmy Carter's mm. policies. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he I, flipped that around and we actually had some yep. really good gains during those 80s. Yeah. I, I yeah. you can't I couldn't put him lower than a B. So yeah. I would put him as an A. Uh, I'm, I'm with you and as an A. Mm -hmm. Yeah. OK. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm fine with that. OK. Uh, and, and like. We just mentioned Jimmy Carter. Um, I'll just put Jimmy Carter in the F because, like, we all we already know oh. that's that conversation. So, so, like, all historians, everyone forgets Jimmy Carter. Now, to be fair, he might be slightly better than what people recall because, after all, he did try to bring down inflation in the latter half years of his administration. He did so unsuccessfully, but just slightly better does not mean anything good, though. Yeah. Nope. Mm -hmm. sure but, yeah. Yeah, but we'll actually move on to someone I know Osiris will love, Teddy Roosevelt. We're, we'll talk, <laughs> we'll, yeah. Osiris, I want to hear your view first on this one, Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah, so for, for Teddy, I think what I would say about uh, Teddy is I would definitely, I would have Teddy as one. I don't know where I would put him yet, but I would say one of the best. Um uh, the reason I would say that uh, very esteemed uh, history, uh, I believe he won. Did he win the medal? I believe so. For, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, it was one of the youngest, I believe, presidents in history. Uh, really bright guy. And I would say there was a lot of there was a lot of crises under him that he was able to kind of navigate at the time uh, he was a, he was early 1900s i believe yes you had uh strikes going on you had a lot of labor unrest you had the railroads uh that were becoming huge powers and uh, i believe he broke them up yeah. which is i'm all for any type of like antitrust type stuff mm -hmm. um and I think we need that right now with like the social media companies. Um, yeah. So I, I would say that, uh, I don't know. I have to think about where he would be. Um, cause I have to think about some of the negative things and then nothing's coming to mind. So it's probably going to be a B for me. Uh, I would agree a. with you. Yeah. I would put him as a B because like Teddy Roosevelt, like, yes, he, he was the first progressive president. I'm not much mm -hmm. of a progressive. I don't, I'm not a big fan of their policies, 
but he actually did a lot of good things. Like um, when you talk about he was antitrust thing laws, like he broke all these companies up. Like even though he didn't have any legal reason to do it, he broke them up. And like if you look yeah. at today, can you imagine what how today how how much many monopolies we were we would have today if he hadn't broke those companies up? Like it would have been like wow, like yep. it would be worse than this. But like um, one of his big flaws was like um, like um, yeah, after he even though like this this one you can debate like whether it, it should it, it should count or not. But like um, even even though he left president. He, he, he left president uh, um, after his first term and he allowed um, he, um, William Howard Taft to come in, who was who he handpicked to. But now after toward when the next election cycle after Taft came in place, um, Teddy Roosevelt wanted to come back into power. And and like and like he told the Republicans, if you don't nominate me, I'll run third party and Woodrow Wilson will win president. And like if it wasn't for Teddy Roosevelt and his ego trip. That William Howard Taft would be more fondly remembered as the guy beating um, Woodrow Wilson in 1912. So, yeah. So I got to give him that flaw. I put Teddy as Great a point. Beat. Yeah, yeah. How about you, Carlos? No, I, I agree. All the all the points that you guys touched on were pretty much what I had in mind as well. So, uh, obviously, breaking down monopolies is huge. Um, there's a lot of laws regarding that because let let's face it. Uh, it's the classic uh, absolute power corrupts absolutely, and that goes in any form, whether it's political, whether it's monetary, you know. So a lot of those laws were were put into place uh, to prevent that type of stuff. So I'm I'm good with that. Okay, we'll put him as a B. Yeah. All right. Next guy up, Harry Truman. I'll start with this one first. Um, I'm actually a big Harry Truman fan. I, I think I, I believe, like I believe, like the way obviously with the, the way he handled the end of World War II was good because like it finally ended that that years long war that was just destroying the economy as it was going forth, and and also like um he actually was a supporter of the state of Israel Israel which I actually agree with I'm I 100% agree with him on that, and 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 also like um he he is I'm like yeah he actually I'm trying I forget what I was gonna say right there but like um oh I know. Like um, he actually released the Japanese Americans that that FDR put in those internment camps after the war. Like um, I don't like I don't like if FDR hadn't passed, he would have still been in office. And and like I don't, I'm not sure he would have released those Japanese Americans. So, but also another another thing of um, Truman's flaws is that he didn't provide enough aid to Chet to to Chet during Mao's revolution. Which um, if, like if he had provided more aid to to um them at, to to Chet. China may not have been where it is right now, and also he did leave a lot of his handling of the of the Korean War left a lot of things to be question marked too. Yeah, uh, yeah, Carlos, you can chime in. No, yeah, I mean it, you're right. I mean the fact that he freed you know the, the Japanese Americans was big. Uh, you know, obviously that that I I, I I understand what happened there. I don't entirely agree with it, uh, but I understood what why. Um, it, it was a different time also, you know, it, yeah. it was a time of war. Uh, you, you didn't know who you could trust. You know, let, let's be real. The Japanese people, they were they're very passionate about what they were doing. I mean, the whole kamikaze thing. I mean, mm -hmm. we don't normally do that. We value our lives and they were ready to sacrifice their lives for their land and so on and so forth. So I, I, I get it. But I, I, yeah, I agree with everything that, that you said there. I mean, you know, yeah. it, it, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, um, Osiris, you can chime in. Yeah, I have problems with Truman. Uh, the 
I don't I'm I'm not a full expert in them, so let me help me balance this out. But yeah, I, I remember the the big thing I remember is the paper. Didn't he, he have the paper where they picked Dewey? Dewey didn't they say Dewey was going to win? Yeah, and he yeah. actually won. I always remember that. But didn't he drop the bombs? Yes, he didn't dropped he, the atomic bombs. Yes, bro. Yeah, that's that's a rough one. I I mean, I, what do you? Th- well, yeah, Hiroshima yeah, but, and Nagasaki. No, I was just gonna say that that those bombs helped us win the war because. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's it's war. It's ugly. I get it. Mm-hmm. You know, and yes. and keep in mind that we were attacked first in Pearl Harbor. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's tough. It's tough when it comes to war. Yeah. And my view, like um, he dropped the atomic bombs. Yes, he killed a whole bunch of people, but he actually saved the U.S. life because guess what? Because Japan, Japan was not going to surrender that war. No. They were actually going to continue no. going on forward. Oh, no. And, and like, yeah. I, I forgot, I forgot what, the, what, the, what the battle was called, what it was, the operation was called. But it was going to be where us um, and like the British and, and Russia attacked Japan. And actually, yeah. it would have trumped D-Day. It would have, it would have dwarfed it. And, like, yeah. and obviously, like, they were actually, in Japan, they were actually training kids to, to use guns, like little kids to use guns to kill soldiers. And it, it would have, and like, if they had, if we had gone along with that and went to fight Japan like that on their on their shores, like it would have been worse. Like you would actually literally have gunfights in like buildings and stuff like that, and would have killed significantly, significantly, significantly more people. So yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, that's a look, tough guys. One. Yeah, war is war. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, if you don't win it, you lose it. That's the yeah. bottom line, right? Yeah. And but so. But yeah, here's ahead, the thing. You can say that now. I mean, we're doing a proxy war with Russia right now, and I mean that could turn hot in a second. And yeah. you, you could have nukes dropping that. You you got China, Taiwan. Uh, you don't, and that would be a direct war. Well, you could try to do proxy Taiwan with China, but China's not going to play those games. That's going to be a direct war with China. Yeah. Bombs might drop there. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I'm not saying it's bad, but I mean, the hundreds of yeah. thousands of lives. That's some. That's some stuff. And then he well, established the um, the the deep state, basically, didn't he? Uh, no, that Truman? was FDR. That was FDR. That was FDR. Yeah, I, I, FDR. Okay. Yeah, and, and like a, like he saved lives in my view because like more people yeah. would have been killed than actually that. So yeah. like yeah. yeah, and so like yes, I get it. Like would I have would I. Would I have probably dropped the bombs right at that moment? I probably would not have if I were Truman. I would have probably I would probably just dropped one near a city, but not by a, but not in the city to just like warn them to like, hey, this can happen if you don't do that. But I get it. He had to. So yeah. So I think the I think the I think the good outweighs the bad. So that's why I believe he actually is a B president. Well, you know, I don't know if I'm qualified to rate him. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I, for me, I, I would put him in a C. That's that's me. Yeah. Uh, how about how about you, Osiris? I don't. I I would probably put him as a C, but I would have to research him a little bit more. But yeah, yeah. for right but, now, I say C. Yeah. But I I would put him as ahead of FDR though. But I think a C is fair oh, okay. though. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, <clears throat> we're gonna go with the good one. I like Thomas Jefferson, the third president <laughs> of the United States of America. Again, one of the best of the founders, one of the one of the he was actually the second. He was actually after George Washington. He was the second of, of all the founders. Like he was he was literally the right George Washington's right hand man. And like I'm a, I'm actually a big fan of Thomas Jefferson. Obviously, you have to go with the fact that um he was he, he obviously with the Louisiana Purchase. You have to give him that. 
he sold a deal that he legally couldn't do because he didn't have the constitution constitutional authority to do but he still went ahead and made it anyway and like he actually widened america vastly like like expanded our territory by a how many miles was it again i forgot how many it was but expanded it dramatically yeah. and then yeah. plus yeah he was also he actually he actually devolved power back to the states when you look at it it's like he didn't he was not a big fan of the executive branch as as, as it was even back yep. then but he actually devolved power back to the states so yeah in my view thomas jefferson is an a and i actually have him as the third best president in u.s history yeah okay. for me the yeah no-brainer a and uh, really, one of the founding fathers uh, you wrote yeah. the Declaration of Independence, I oh, believe. Yeah. Yes. And that's just, I mean, that's the, I mean, that's really the foundation. Another one people will bring up slaves with. But what, what they did was they laid the foundation for us to make this country whatever we need it to be right now. They knew that they didn't know what things were going to be like 20 years down the line, 40, 100, all, so and so. And they said, here's the, here's the groundwork. And in 2022, you use that groundwork and you can make this country as great as possible. And right now, people are trying to break that groundwork that he started. I bring this up a lot on my channel. It gets me heated. Uh, I don't know if you guys know, they took a statue down of Thomas yes. Jefferson yes. from New York City. That is one of the darkest moments that I have ever seen in our country. Yeah. And also, I believe Hughes said of Cyrus that um, I looked a little more into this, I think. That he that when the when the Constitution was being written, Thomas Jefferson wasn't even present. He was in was no. it Paris. Was it Paris? He yeah. was in. Yeah. He was the yeah. best like foreign dignitary. I mean, he's such a he was a bright dude, um, a little arrogant, but you know he was really smart. So he was over there. Yeah. But yeah. I'm yeah. Yeah, and like and like um and when you look at his writings and like and like his writings in his scriptures that he wrote, he actually he sounded like he was a liberal. But when his but when his actions and like his speeches, he sounded like he was a conservative, which in my opinion that gives him a lot of a positive. So, yeah. Oh, oh Carlos, yeah. You, yeah. I I no I I agree. And Osiris put it really really nicely. Um, you know, uh, our, one of our founding fathers, right? Pinnacle of what our country's built on. Um, all the things that he said, and and it's why you have. See, I, you know, just like you get heated, uh, Osiris, I get heated when we talk about illegal immigration, right? And how mm. people talk about how horrible this country is, how racist this country is, how, uh, um, you know, such, you know, demonizing this country. And yet you have people literally risking their lives to get in here. Why? Because this mm. country has opportunity. Why? Because this country is better than, than obviously the countries that my parents left from. Right. My yeah. mom is from Cuba. My father's from Peru. Uh, Cuba's going on 60 plus years of communism. Right. And so they, they, there's reason why. And when I hear the, uh, the attacks on our forefathers in our country, it just it really aggravates me as well. Yeah. And also in the original draft of the Declaration of Independence, Jefferson actually mentioned sl slavery because he was against it. Even though he had mm -hmm. slave, he was against it, just like George Washington was. But the found, but the other founders took it out because they did not want to anger anger Britain because like that because they did because they didn't want to raise the the stakes even further than it was at that time. So, yeah. so in my view, I would put him as an A. Oh no question. Oh, I mean, yep, no I agree. He's one of the best. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right, we're gonna go to like um not the current president, but the president right before him, before this current <laughs> one. I I. I 
I I got a whole lot to say about this one, but I'm gonna shrink it down to like um something Trump? smaller. Yep, Trump. Trump. He is not an S. We I think we all agree on that part. He has oh, his own no. issues. He has it. He no. has his own issues. He does. That's a mm-hmm. fact. Like he mm-hmm. said a lot of like a, a lot of things irresponsible things that he should not have said. Like obviously the big one that he said was um when he called that porn star Stormy Daniels that he that he slept with a horse face like <laughs> that as that, as funny as that was you're the president man you cannot be saying that you can't <laughs> but yeah it was funny though like if you just watched the, um the media's coverage of that they kept playing that non-stop literally just for calling her a horse face literally <laughs> but yeah but obviously to get to Trump obviously the immig- like if you look at the immigration thing he d- he dramatically um, lowered the immigration rates like um, the illegal ones and he was actually the one that was trying to build the wall and he mostly built it until the 2020 election when he went left office and and basically like him he all he was also the guy who dramatically lowered taxes even lower than Ronald Reagan's actually like yes. and, and, and created a, the greatest economy we've ever seen in 50 years was it 50 years or was it longer I, I, I believe it was something along those lines, but I think yeah. it was fifty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't our. It wasn't in history, but it was just in fifty years. So yeah, and also he tried to get rid of Obamacare, and if it wasn't for John McCain, he would have gotten rid of it. So yeah, yeah. and plus the famous he, thumbs down. Yeah, moment. And plus he was the only president in forty so years or so to not start any new wars whatsoever. He kept us out, and he was actually g- going to get us out of Afghanistan until this pathetic, until Sleepy Joe um, um, got in there and and did what his mess. So yeah, and plus, like, um, obviously he rebuilt the military, he b- rebuilt the nukes, he built, he added to our nuclear arsenal, and he, the tariffs he put on China actually, uh, basically, he messed with China um, um hor- greatly, and basically, China actually they they backed down, they would not um, um mess with him. Same with Russia and North Korea and Iran. They wouldn't mess with Trump because guess what? Even though he's, he, he did say a lot of weird things, he was still an alpha. And, like, that's what these other leaders, even though they're evil people, they respect um, an, another alpha. They, they truly do. And plus he was the only – he was actually the first president in history to actually negotiate with North Korea. And he even crossed, he crossed the South Korea-North Korea border. And basically I loved what, what he did. And plus, he brought back all of our jobs, and like he t- like um like he he exploited the system that a lot of these companies do when they make their products. Like they tried to like um they they actually get their products made in a different country to make it a little cheaper. And like Trump went in there and said like, hey, if you're going to do this, we'll t- we'll tariff this thirty percent so that you don't make any profit. So you have to in order to make profit, you have to make it in the U.S. And yeah, <laughs> and obviously his handling of the C nineteen thing. He, he kept us open. He, he tried to keep us open. If it wasn't for people like Newsom or Kumo or Whitmer or a few others like that. And, and, and like, yeah, yes, he did spend a whole lot. I will agree with that. More than Reagan, actually. See, he, see, and, uh, you knew I was going to say that, but. <laughs> but, 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 yeah, but, but, like, I'll get into that point, though. Like, yes, he, in 2020, he printed probably the most money in history until last year, 2021. He did. I'll give him, I'll, I'll say that. But when you look at it, that was for stimulus checks. And yes, at the beginning, like, um, yes, yes, it was. he probably shouldn't have done that. But when you look at it, like a lot of those government, like at the, at the beginning of the C-19 thing, we didn't know what it was going to be. So they kind of had to be stimulus money to them. 
and as the year went progressed even further, like um, we, the, the governor, the, the governors in blue states would not open up. So, but so they couldn't just leave their citizens behind. So there had to be stimulus money to them. Then, as it got closer to the 2020 election, like um, right before um, um, the election, there was actually a bill that Trump vetoed, but um, Congress overrid it. So that's not necessarily Trump's fault right there. So yeah, like Trump, he's he's not the, he's definitely not an S, but in my opinion, he's he's number five. He's the number five president in U.S. history. So and with 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 all that, I would put him as an A. Okay, Osiris. Well, yeah, I'll go. Uh, I, you have him a little higher than me. I would probably put him as a B, but I think he's underrated. I think history is going to, if we tell an honest tale about Trump, I think history is going to be very kind to him. Um, the 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 bad part is the spending, but there are some good things too. Um, I know this is a controversial thing for YouTube, so I'll just call it CC. He withdrew us from the Paris CC, oh. and at oh, that yeah. time. I forgot to mention uh, so, that. Yeah, so here's where I'll say, he woke up a lot of people. He He's one of the most nationalist, populist presidents, probably since Jackson, ever, yeah. potentially. Yeah. And he woke me up, because when he became president, I didn't think he could become president until right at the election day. I was like, man, he might win this. Then he won it. And... Uh, and he did things that was outside of the establishment norm. And I remember thinking, like, wow, he withdrew us from the Paris CC? That's kind of weird. And then now, and it's slowly over the years, it all started to make sense. And I think I found out I'm a nationalist because of him. America first. And um, that, that was the theme for his whole presidency. America okay. first, replacing NAFTA, um, he tried to get critical theory out of the federal government and he and he even did things that he never got credit for like i don't know why he really did this i think tim scott went and talked to him but he really he gave money to historically black colleges and these are colleges that hate him yeah and he actually prioritized money towards them and gets no credit for it at all yeah uh, other than being called a racist or whatever else mm -hmm. Uh, I'll let Carlos go, but I knew, I was listening to when you did this, Ray, that, that live the other day. I have Trump higher than I thought, so I have yeah. him as a B. Okay. Yeah. All right. How about you, Carlos? Man, I, I, I love I love President Trump. I, I, I wasn't – listen, when, when the campaign was going on, like I had mentioned before, my vote was for Dr. Ben Carson. Uh, I love Dr. Ben Carson. Uh, I, I, to a certain extent, I, I idolize him. He's a very smart man. Uh, he's a Christian man. Um, he's got a great heart. Um, he's a genius, if you will, right? Because of you know his, his, his all the surgeries and the things that he's done in his medical life. And so I was on board with him. Now the reason why I didn't gravitate to Trump right away is I agreed with all of Trump's policies that he was talking about. He was saying. It's just the way that he was saying it, which I think, uh, Ray, you were alluding to at the very beginning uh, yeah. of this part, right? And that kind of took me away. So once Ben Carson dropped out, I said, well, I, I know who I'm going for because America first, right? Yeah. That that part was always, it, it resonated in me because 
from for most of my entire life i saw america being put in the back burner i saw it with with uh with bush senior i saw it with clinton i saw it with uh, bush junior i saw it with obama and i'm like man why why is my country being put last why are other people being you don't do that in your own house you could love your neighbor but your house comes first you got to make sure your house is taken care of before you can look at anybody else's house and see if you can help out. And all I'm seeing is other countries going up, going up. And, and where are we? You know, so that bothered me. And so when Trump when Trump started his, you know, make America great again movement and putting America first, it resonated in me. He had me from there on. Now, all of the things that he accomplished as a president, um, you know, my gosh, the economy. I mean, how many records were set? in the stock market while he yeah. was in office. You know what I'm saying? We reached energy independence, uh, uh, low unemployment for everybody across the board, right? Uh, uh, household medium income was up, GDP was up, uh, consumer confidence was up. Uh, you know, uh, there were so many positive things within this presidency. And I'll tell you one thing, if the media had been fair, mm -hmm. his he would have had a second term. Because two things that, that drive a president's second term is the economy and protection. Yep. Right? Those are, and, and he had those things. To your point, Ray, no new wars were started. But not only no new wars were started, how many terrorist attacks did we have during his presidency here on our, on our land? How many lone wolf terrorist attacks? Zero, I believe. Zero. Correct. Zero. And so he had everything going, but the media hated him. Because why? He was a Republican. And the easiest thing that you can do to tell to knock a Republican down is to either use the race card or use the sexist card. Those are the two easiest ways. Yeah. And like another thing, and like another thing about Trump, um, I told Osiris this in the first time I had him on my show. It's like um, I like when he first ran in 2016, he ran more as an independent, which uh, that's why a lot of people um, appealed to him and gravitated to him. And then in 2020, he ran more closer to as a Republican which I said yeah. that may have been a mistake. And Osiris, oh, you completely yeah. agreed on that. Oh, Which I that, absolutely agree. Yeah. So, yeah, you got, I got to give him that part. But in my opinion, I would put Trump as an A. I, I got, I would I'm, do it. I, so. I I'm fine. I'm fine with that. Yeah. And Carlos brings up a great point. He did all this swimming upstream yes. with everybody yes. against him. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> OK, we're, we're going to do a few more. Then we'll move on to the inflation thing, because I, I want to. Yep. That's a, that's the main thing I want to talk about here. Well, like we'll do a yeah. couple more. But um, obviously, but um, we'll actually start with someone who um, um, Osiris, you told me you didn't know too much about him. But I actually wanted to explain a little more about him because he's actually one of my favorite presidents of all time. Calvin Coolidge. Coolidge. I don't know. Uh, Carlos, I don't know if you know about him, but if you know who Calvin Coolidge is. But in my opinion, I know he's who one he of the, is. I just don't know much about him. I'll, I'll explain to you what a lot of the thing about Calvin Coolidge. Calvin Coolidge was the only was the last president in American history to to realize that the job of the president should not be a major factor in your life. Like he was he actually didn't talk that much when you really look at him. But and like he was also given the nickname Silent Cal because he didn't talk too much. And there's a famous story about Calvin Coolidge that um at some sort of dinner party, a reporter came up to him and said, you know, Mr. President, I can make you, I've just made a bet with someone that I can make you say more than two words. And his reply was, you lose. <laughs> that is savage right there. Someone who has, who can do that is great. But also Calvin Coolidge and Calvin Coolidge was um, 
lowered taxes dramatically, and was actually a great speech giver. Like um, he actually made a great speech at Mount Rushmore that ended that showed that how the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution were inseparable, and that they were one as a piece, one of one of each one, a piece of there are two halves of the same pie. They were the same. They were the same thing, really. And like, and Calvin and Calvin Coolidge um actually um created like I believe it was a decade worth of growth for the economy, and like and like and like he was actually great for the country. Now, the, one of the great tra- and oh, before I get into that part, Calvin Coolidge like he was actually he actually ran for one for and he was actually the only president in American history to to shrink the size of the government. Like he literally mm. shrinked the size of the government and gave it back to the people. Every pre- president and yes, including Washington, Lincoln, and Trump. Trump and all of them, they increased the size of the government. They did. I have to because of the executive branch thing. I have to give them. I have to admit that part. But Calvin Coolidge is the only one who didn't do that, because he was not a big fan of the executive branch. And and Calvin and like and like he ran for one term and like he didn't run again. And basically, like that's actually something that I like that he that, like that happens, which I actually would like more of that to happen. Where like a president runs and wins and doesn't run a second time, which that just shows how great of a person you are. And but one of the tragedies of American history is that Calvin Coolidge stepped down and Herbert Hoover took over as president. And being an being someone from Iowa, yes, and I have to say this: Herbert Hoover was a garbage president. So, <laughs> I would put Calvin Coolidge as an A. So, yeah. So, yeah, so you, you uh, can you guys explain something then? I'll I'll go by your your knowledge on this one. <laughs> yeah, I don't have enough knowledge. I just know a lot of people who I respect mention him a lot, so I have to research him. I don't know yeah. why. I don't know much about yeah. him at all. Calvin Coolidge is also one of Ronald Reagan's heroes, actually. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and uh, and also like um, we're gonna do two more, then we're gonna move on to the inflation thing. Um, here, okay. here, here's the here's the funny part. So when we talk about decreasing government, I am all for that. So you know. Our government spending is out of control, and I've never seen people so so irresponsible with finances. Uh, like like for instance, if you guys were uh, you know um, uh, overextended on your credit cards, there's no bank that would give you more money. You know what I mean? It's like you're 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 behind on your credit cards. You're over the limit on these. We can't give you any more money. But somehow Congress manages to get more even though they are over their limit if you will right yeah and 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 it's really uh you know we really sh- instead of raising people's taxes to do this and that we really need to talk about less government spending yeah and, and marjorie taylor green said this osiris i think you remember this when she went on tim pool's podcast she says imagine how powerful an american country would be if we actually had a bunch of money saved up where we were, we were out of debt and we had a bunch of money i'm um, in, in like a safe Imagine how powerful dude, that would be. Dude, do you know, uh, let, let me tell you, I, I, th- this is the other thing that frustrates me. Two things that frustrate me, illegal immigration and taxes. Why? I could I could own another house with the amount of taxes that get taken out of my paycheck, and it's disgusting. It bothers me. And yeah. it's not, and it's just not on a personal level, right? I imagine there's other people out there who are getting the, the heck taxed out of them, and we're sending money to foreign countries for stupid programs like gender studies, and 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 helping Jordan build their wall, their southern war uh, walls or, or fence or whatever, and it's just absurd. Yeah, why are we sending all this money to all these people? Ukraine just got forty billion. We're talking about the shooting that took place, uh, you know, down in Texas. And guess what? Oh, we we, we can't afford to put up uh, 
armed guards and everywhere. We can't afford to put up metal detectors, but we got forty billion to go ahead and send to another. <laughs> it's disgusting. Yeah, and a yeah, country and that tries to take advantage of us too. So. Yeah, yeah, it's off topic, but I think I'm really beginning to like Marjorie Taylor Greene more and more every day. Oh. I think she's a special politician. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Like, like, before, like I told us, I, I won't. It's a little off topic, but like I told Osiris beforehand, like, like a few, like first time I had him was it the first or second time? I, I, I just told you beforehand that like when I first heard about Marjorie Taylor Greene, I didn't know what to think of her. Because the media was trashing her, calling her a white supremacist, a QAnon conspiracy theorist, <laughs> yeah, a, a QAnon conspiracy theorist, like I'm some radical, crazy woman, and like um, and I didn't know until she went on Tim Pool's podcast, where I was expecting someone else, like someone else completely. I didn't really know what to think of, but I was if I was expecting something, that's what I was expecting. And she was an incredibly reasonable, reasonable person when you in that interview, incredibly reasonable. Yeah, I like her a lot. Uh, here's a good here's a good uh, indicator, right? If the mainstream media is against someone and calls somebody a white racist, it, you know, or a white supremacist, is 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 probably a bunch of garbage, and that's somebody that you should probably pay attention to because they do that to everybody they don't like. Yeah, yep. like um, like this January six hearings that are going on right now. Oh gosh, yeah, stuff. disgusting. Yeah. We might talk about that just a little bit after this, but mm-hmm. we're, we'll get to the, we'll, we'll get to the last two presidents I want to cover, then we'll get to the inflation part. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the president that I want to cover right now is um, I told you, Osiris, I think he's actually the worst president in history. I, Biden. Is Woodrow? No, I think Woodrow Wilson is the worst okay. president. Okay, I can history. see that. Woodrow Wilson. Yeah, I could too. Woodrow Wilson was a vicious racist. He believed in radical expansion of the federal government. He was effectively a socialist. He treated pretty much everyone that was not under his thumb as some some sort of maliki or I forget what that word is, but like basically like someone who he controlled completely under his thumb, and and like for the and the fact is that for a lot of years he was actually considered to be one of our best presidents, which shows how stupid that American history can be at times. So yeah, and and like him, he and plus like he actually made a famous quote something about um a man can be as big of a man as a, a man can be something along those lines, which basically like he thinks like um. He, he that the executive branch should be controlling the entire government as, as a whole. And like he actually also believed that the elites should be should run the entire government as well. He was he was completely open about this. And like he was a, he was an evil person, awful, awful, completely terrible. There's nothing redeemable about him. So, yeah, like, Woodrow. I, I yeah. would probably still put Biden worse, but you can make an argument. <laughs> Woodrow yeah. Wilson, he started income taxes. Remember, they they were playing games with the income taxes. It's only for war times, I believe they said, and then all of a sudden yeah. it just became permanent. He st- he created the Federal Reserve, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. the Federal Reserve, he created that, uh, and like just like JFK said, it was a takeover. Yeah. Like, like yeah. um, because before the Federal Reserve Act came into place, the banks would create dollars. But now they don't anymore. So, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Carlos, maybe you can oh. chime in. No, no, no. I, I'm right on, right on par with you guys. I, I, I mean, I, 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 I'm leaning more towards Osiris. That I'd still put Joe Biden worse, but maybe it's just because of the times that we're living in. And yeah. I didn't live during Woodrow Wilson's time. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, I think we talked enough about him. Let's get to the final one we'll talk about. Then we'll move on. Okay. You guys are gonna love this one so much. Um, can can we call Brandon like um like even though I think Wilson's worse than him, but can we put 
Can we put him below him in this category? Because yes. like, um, I don't want to give him the pleasure of being the worst president in history. Like, like, even though I get, I, I have him as number two, I just don't want to give him the the pleasure of being the best at the worst at something. I like, I, I'm not even going to give him the respect of putting him as an F. I'm going to put him as as um. Who are these people? I'm going to put them at that level. So, <laughs> yeah. By, Joe Biden, the reason why I say Joe Biden's even worse is I, I literally could probably come up with 15 different things that were impeachable that he's done. Seriously. Like, yeah. even just on an impartial level, not just because I don't like him. Like, a lot of things he's done are impeachable of offenses. Yeah. But the main reason I put him, the main reason I think Wilson is worse than him it's because Wilson, you have like it's a little unfair to, to Biden in this because like this, Wilson knew what he was doing with all the terrible things he did. He knew what he's doing. Biden does not know what he's doing. He truly doesn't. <laughs> so it, it's a little un, so it's a little unfair. So that's why I don't I can't give him the pleasure of being the, the best or the worst at something. That's why I have to put Wilson at number that's the worst. I'll tell you mm-hmm. I'll tell you what. Uh, how do you take something that and and. Look, let, let's be real. Number one, Biden is not the president. He's the yeah. president on the surface, but he's not really the president, right? He's a puppet. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, uh, uh, number one, you look at when he got into the, the race. He got in late. Uh, and, I, and I told this to a friend of mine when he got in. I said, this guy's going to have to, you know, uh, 180 everything that this guy had his entire political career because his party has gone so far left that they're talking about socialism and this and those are things that he's never talked about during his his entire political career and sure enough that's exactly what happened so so really who's in control it's it's somebody else that's pulling his strings and and how do you take how do you take i I, I get it we want to use you know you know c19 as the excuse but he was literally handed a really good border. All he had to do was finish it up. He was handed a good economy, uh, energy independence, all these different things he was handed to. And all he has to do is put those puppies right back into place and we can start to see things progressively move better. But he's not. Why? Because this party doesn't want to give Trump any type of victory whatsoever. So he's doing everything that's the opposite, no matter how bad it hurts us. Uh, and just the, and all you have to look at also you have to look at Hunter Biden too like basically like he and it, he and his son Biden and his son Hunter if you look at all these deals they were doing in Ukraine they were breaking the law and they were taking advantage of, of everyone else around them so yeah and also I don't want to talk I don't want to go into the specifics but you guys seen the videos of him around sniffing so I'll just leave it at that yeah. I did see one of those videos <laughs> I'm not going to say specifically, but you guys know what I'm yeah. talking about. Harry totally. legs too. So, <laughs> I mean, I mean, li- listen, listen. How do you, how does anybody with a you know some type of intelligence look at those videos of the gas that he does and say, yes, I want that as my leader? <laughs> yeah. I mean, anybody else would have been like if we're talking about, like, let's say Bernie Sanders, for example, Bernie Sanders. I don't like Bernie Sanders policies, obviously, yeah, same here. but the, the guys in his right mind, he, yeah. he's he's not shot out. And actually, he's he's been the most consistent Democrat. He's been a socialist his entire life, his entire p- political career. So, you know what you're getting with. him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody else flip flops on everything. Yeah. 
But, yeah, but I'm not a Bernie Sanders fan, but I would actually rather have him over Biden because at least he can think clearly. So, Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, it's pretty um, – uh, Oh, this my my friend in the comment section. Um, she uh, this is the per, a person I know I know very dearly. Um, she, um, she this this person actually disagrees with me on everything, but we mm-hmm. actually, she's actually she's, she's actually a good close friend of mine. So yeah, so I love that. But that's what but, we we've got to be able to agree and still be cool. Like I, I love that. Amen. Agree or disagree? <laughs> yeah, I yeah we got to dis- agree to disagree on this. Um, so <laughs> yeah. Osiris, I think I'll take a screenshot of this so you can post this on your, your on your on your on your thing so you can see like where we all agree on the president tier list. I'll take a mm-hmm. screenshot and I'll send this to you. So yeah, uh, yep. so yeah, uh, we'll get to the, okay. Like we've talked about that now. Let's actually get into like something like real politics because we talked about presidents. Let's go into like um, obviously the inflation crisis going on right now. Like um, what 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 is it like? It was about six eight point six percent, I believe. Was that the the amount of it? Um, 8.6. 8.6. 8.6. 8.6. 41 like, year high. Yeah, since 82. That Yes, Reagan was president at that time, but he was still coming off of Jimmy Carter. So it, it, took, a while for, it took him a while to, to, to get that get the gears rolling. So you can't entirely blame it on him. So, yeah. Nope. Yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah, like, um, as you talked, like, like um, Carlos, you talked about, like, last time when I had you guys on, when I had both of you on, you were talking about um the like you're, you got you you know how the, you know firsthand how the baby formula shortage is going on, um like how's that worked how's that gone since um the last time we talked to you? Yeah, so yeah, our family uh, right we just had a baby and so we're impacted by this whole formula shortage thing. Uh, I think I saw maybe about two weeks ago I saw like how the states are are broken down by distribution and I think Florida was like at fifty percent. Um, you know, so we had I, I posted on my Facebook page and thankfully I had family and friends buying uh, when they would go to the store. Hey, do you need what do you need? How many do you need? And so we 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 didn't want to be greedy and, and say we stocked yeah. up everything or whatever, but we got what we needed and we still have some. Thankfully, uh, my oldest son works at uh, CVS. So he's he whenever gets a shipment, he's able to pick us up a couple of um, yeah. bottles. Right. So we're, yeah. we're thankfully we're doing good. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. but but you know what? It shouldn't we shouldn't even be going through this in this country. Yeah. You know what I mean? We should yeah. not be. There shouldn't be shortages of anything in this country yeah and 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 there's two reasons why number one we can we can talk about again the c19 all we want but the reality is we are too dependent on everybody else we're too dependent on other countries to import in this we need to be producing our own stuff here yeah 100 percent agree but but we're the stores we, we we all go to they have a baby formula shortage but if you look at the border, there's a whole bunch of baby formula down there. You're, so you're taking care of these illegals kids, but you're not t- taking care of our own kids. Where, where's the common sense in that? See, I, I, I truly want to know. Where is it? Well, it's, it's, it's Biden's policy, right? America last. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and like I said, we, we all agree he's not the one actually pulling the strings. Someone else is, is like I'm um, doing them. Like... As, have you guys seen like a lot of people say it's Obama that's telling him what to do? No, I go. I think it goes even higher up the food chain. 
Like I'm talking about people like um, uh, Gates and Schwab and like and Rothschilds and you guys know who else I'm going to go into. But you guys know that. That I think it goes. It's it. This is intentional. This is no accident. This is an agenda that these elites and the Democrats and these leftists are trying to push forward. They're trying to destroy America from within. And like the founders even said, America cannot be destroyed from the out from the outside. It can. The only way it can be destroyed is from the inside. And the way they're doing it is by is by destroying our economy and, and basically like making us making us all poor and making us become more like Venezuela. So, yeah. so Osiris, I'll, I'll give you a chance to speak because I feel like I'm going too far too much. <laughs> no, you're good, man. Uh, it's uh, sad. I mean, Biden didn't even know about the crisis until recently. There had been newspaper articles talking about the how it was getting more difficult to get formula. I think it's just a sign of uh, there's people behind him running the scenes and it is America last. Uh, but I think it's a sign if, if you are in a country that can't ensure that you have baby formula on the shelves, then everything is on the table as far as a disaster. Anything. Yeah. There's nothing. Wor- I mean, there's nothing I can think of more disastrous than that. Yeah. Yeah. Here, here's the funny part is that you're right, Osiris. Like there were reports as early as the end of January about the uh, potential shortage. And, uh, and this administration did nothing. So it leads me to believe two things. Either A, this administration is incompetent, which I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know uh, if I can buy that because here's the thing. If you're doing something wrong, you change it so, or you change whatever you're doing wrong to come out to a different result. We're now a year and a half into this administration, and it's only getting worse it's not getting any better, which tells me that I think, uh, you know, Ray, to your point, I think it's being done on purpose. You, you, you cannot mess a country up this bad and look at it and not change. You know, realistically, you look at it, and, well, that didn't work. So, you know, what, we need to figure out something here. And they're not doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And the media is covering for him. It's, it just seems like if you're going to say, is this an accident or on purpose? It's way harder to make the case for this being an accident. This yeah. is this is conscious. Yeah, like if you look at where our country, it, it looks like where it's going. It looks a lot like a, a third world country almost. Like in third yeah. world countries, you don't there's a there's shortages on the shelves. Like there, there's a lot of there's a lot of less manpower. There's a lot of less wealth. Like like and there's a lot of more homeless people too. And like you got to look at California where that is right now. So yeah. Like, like I said, like I told you, like I said before, I don't consider California and New York to be part of America. And the reason is because they seem more like communist level countries. Yeah. Yeah, the, the bottom line, the bottom line is that, you know, yeah. the bottom line is that we need we need uh, the, these leaders are selling us out. You know, they're selling us out to China. They're selling us out to our enemies. Again, how do you, with good conscience, send $40 billion to another country when your own people are struggling and suffering, when there are things happening in this country that need to be resolved, and these people are not resolved? They're elected to our country, to for our country, not some other country. And I don't care where that other country is. Yeah, my... The bottom line? Yeah, like, I'm, 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 I'm sad where we are going right now. I, like... I, if the founders were alive today, if like Washington, Lincoln, Adams, 
Franklin, Madison, like all the others ones. There were a bunch of them. Um, what would you guys think they would be? They would be horrified where we are right now. Like they would they're, like right now they're probably rolling in their graves because like they never envisioned that America would become anything like this. They would not imagine it. So, yeah. Yeah, I think, I'm, yeah, that when you look at inflation, the one thing I want to talk about with inflation is the definition. Uh, Joe, Joe Biden was on with Jimmy Kimmel. I don't know if you guys saw any of those clips or saw that. Yeah. But he was on with Jimmy Kimmel, and he's talking about the pricing going up, and I believe he said Putin, you know, the Putin price hike line. Yeah. And there, it's a con game. It's to justify that they're they're defining inflation based on pricing. And inflation, really, the true definition is just increasing the money supply or increasing debt. So they're 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 playing a game where it's like, look at these prices. The prices went up and it's because of Putin. It's because of this It's because of anything except for our spending. And some of that spending happened under Trump. But with Biden just skyrocketed kept on going and inflation is a sign that our leaders are incompetent so that's why they're trying to hide that because our leaders yeah. are the ones printing the money i mean they they should yep. know this yeah. so well, i think they're trying to play games here well, it's well not yeah really they, and, and they are playing games because each time it was a different excuse it was Oh, first inflation is transitory. We should start to see that go down by the end of the year. Then it was, oh, no, it's because of C-19. Then it was, no, it's because of the, the Trump tax cuts that he did. Then it was no. corporate corporate greed. Then it's Putin's price. It's, every time it's a different story. So you can tell that they're playing games, to your point. And, and, like, and like, like I, when Biden first got into office, I was one of the many people that was saying he was going to be Jimmy Carter 2.0. And by my and oh my God, Jimmy Carter in comparison is a much better president, much better. Like oh, Carter, yeah. he looks like in hindsight, Carter actually looks like a really decent president compared to Biden. If you look at it. now, now we sure. now we all we all know we all know Jimmy Carter is a garbage president. We all agree on that. But yeah. in comparison, but comparing him to Biden, but he's a he's actually a pretty decent president. But because yeah. Carter, he actually mishandled crisis, crisis after crisis after crisis. Biden has created crisis after crisis after crisis. Like, obviously, obviously, let's let's start with the Afghanistan withdrawal. That was an, an embarrassment and a disgrace to our military and to the country as a whole. Like, like, if you just go ask a bunch of these veterans, what do they think of this? They are they are ashamed and are pissed off that this happened, especially the way it happened. And like when they did it, like um, thirteen of our own soldiers got killed, literally. And plus, and but you, you hear that a lot, but they never talk about all the the dozens of people that got injured and wounded. Like there were people that in that withdrawal that actually lost limbs, and no one talks about it. No one does. Some of them are even paralyzed, I believe, and no one talks about it. Like even Fox doesn't talk about that. That mm -hmm. just goes to that just goes to show you that all mainstream media, to a degree, is controlled by these elites. And like they, have, it's almost like a little plan is going behind. It's almost like counterintelligence in a lot of ways. That they're touching on some things, but they're not touching on other things. But the things they're not touching on, they're not really allowed to touch on. So yeah, that's how I'm, I'm view it. Yeah, yep. like uh, yeah, like what do you like um, what do you guys think about that? Yeah, like a bit. Uh, wait, what, can you hear me? Yep, yep, yep. 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 
Uh, okay. So, uh, sorry. Oh, yeah, you no, sorry. Sorry. I, I was, I was giving Osiris a chance. Um, no, I, 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 it, it's, it's frustrating to see uh, again, is it incompetence? Is it being done on purpose? I, I don't know. Uh, again, the America last, uh, you know, sentiment that's going on is what's, it's what's really driving and causing this. Like I saw a news report where, uh, this guy's promising to take in, 20,000 refugees from Latin America. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, but uh, unless you're from Cuba or Venezuela, you're really not under the, the refugee status. You know, you're not being persecuted by your government. Your government's corrupt and it sucks. Sorry, that's not our problem. Our, our government it also sucks and is also corrupt. You know what I mean? So, so I don't know where these 20,000 refugees are going to really be coming from. Yeah. And... and- like where are all these refugees and like if you look at where all these refugees are being sent they're not being sent to blue states they're being sent they're being sent to red states like te- like like Florida Tennessee Kentucky Iowa uh, Montana I could go on and that's intentional it's not an accident it's intentional and especially when you look at all these what the Democrats are trying to do by trying to make it legal for all these illegals to vote they're trying they're they're tra- they're playing the long game right now they're trying to change elections just so they can win like like yeah they're like, changing the demographics like you saw like um in new york new york city i believe where they allow illegal immigrants to vote they just have to be there for 30 days like oh my god like how is that how is that even legal like that should actually be struck down if you look at it because like if there's no like and like i'm with that um hr1 bill that was that was um that got shut down like last year. Was it last year or was it the beginning of this year? It was something like that. It it actually literally says in the bill, anyone who comes into contact with the government is registered to vote. Guess what? The illegals come, these all these illegals at the border come into contact with the government. So they would be immediately legalized to vote. That just goes to show you. Yeah, because it's no secret that the the majority of the Hispanic community votes Democrat. I mean, uh, they know that game. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. They're playing the long game. They're playing the long game with it. You're absolutely right. And um, with that bill, it the HR one bill. I'm very familiar with it. You, it's not. It's every single time you're in contact with the D or any government agency, I believe. Yes. Uh, you, it it registers you. So what it does, it, it creates voter rolls that make it nearly impossible to um audit an election it's terrible <sighs> yeah uh but they didn't pass it but yeah. yeah i don't want to talk too much about elections because um that's why <laughs> i was banned from youtube for yeah. a week so yeah. even though i never broke any rules i never broke one rule i never said what they said i said yeah, they, mm-hmm. they, they they literally just made that up literally and how like okay i'm fine with you having rules in, on your platform well technically they're not a platform they're a publisher by by section 230 if we're going by law but just say they were a platform just say that um you can have your own rules like i'm i'm pro business but i'm anti-fraud youtube says all all um opinions are allowed well all views i allowed i should say and like i never said anything that violated the rules so they they banned me for a week they gave me a strike for nothing and I, and I said the reason why in one of the videos I did in between the time where like the reason why is because I'm starting to get more views because like I'm from because from you Osiris and from Adam who I have on my channel I'm starting to get I'm starting to get more views and then all of a sudden they gave me that strike 
And like um, I took and like um, like it, like I told you, Osiris, I took down all the nine, the first nine videos in my my show. They just couldn't risk it anymore. I couldn't risk it. And like there yeah, was I, and, and like um, and like the video I did right before the suspension, my um YouTube suspension thing, I literally t I, I I took that down. And I was I was thinking about editing out some things because there was some things about that Tucker was saying about Australia and like something else. So, but then I decided like. It would just chop it up so much. It just wouldn't feel like the same episode. So I just deleted it. I just couldn't risk it. Yeah. I, I said if if there is a red wave and, yeah. and MAGA has influence, yeah. my number one concern is digital rights uh, in making yeah. the algorithms public. And I, I think these companies yeah. should be public utilities because the government is oh, just yeah. using them as, hey, they're a private organization that we're buddy-buddy with. If you watch the Michael Sussman trial, Michael Sussman knew the whole private Twitter org chart. He got Jim Baker in there, and Jim Baker from the FBI went to Twitter, all under the auspice of Hillary Clinton. I mean, it's like a government agency, basically. And that's just yeah. Twitter. Yeah, yeah. But by law, they're not a platform. They're a publisher because guess what? In mm -hmm. Section 230, it literally says anyone who, who makes in whole or in part editorial decisions is classified as a publisher and they're uh, allowed to be sued and guess what banning someone for their political opinions that you disagree with now you you're entitled to take a, a policy position but you don't get to pretend that you're not a publisher and get a special benefit under section 230. Like, yeah and they make the algorithm makes a choice of who to pop prop up who not on twitter you have trending and then editorial it's all yeah i mean it's there's this clearly editorial decisions being made it, it, and like and like I actually had like Joe Rogan said it best like um, in 2020 he said that um he thinks that the First Amendment should be amended to include social media so that it can be used as like a private as a utility that everyone can enjoy now it would have to be based in US law like um you can't call for someone's death you can't like um threatens to kill someone you can't do anything like that yeah. because guess what that's actually illegal in real and in, in, in like in like reality it's, that's illegal yeah right so yeah. like so, like, in my opinion, like, if you do something illegal, like, what we do is we go to court, and like, if the court deems that 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 you that you broke the law, then fine, you should be banned. Then I'm fine with that because at least there is a process to be done with there. Yep. Like, um, landlords, they have their own. They 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 they, they actually own 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 the places they um that people rent in, but they can't just kick someone out just because they don't disagree with them. You have to you have to go to court to get, to get them um, um, kicked out. Yeah, there's, there's a process. So why should it be different with social media? Yeah, it's control. It's control. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it's yeah. the First Amendment for a reason. It is the most. It's like the, you know, the Second Amendment's like the sword. The First Amendment's like the pen. The pen is mightier than the sword or the voice. And there's a reason why it's the First Amendment. To me, there's nothing more important. You've got to be able. There's no way for us to, for people to rally against these corporate politicians if we can't communicate. Yes, agreed. Like we need to, we need to allow everyone to be able to communicate, even people we disagree with. Because guess what? Absolutely. As, as much as I can't stand CNN, I don't want them getting banned. I actually want them to be able to yeah. say what they want to say, even though they're, even though they're probably the most pathetic mm -hmm. corporation of them all. They should be allowed to say what they want to say. I mean, as long as it's not slander or anything or, or calling for someone's uh -huh. death. 
I would want them to be truthful, to be honest with you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> technically, technically, you technically, I think Trump should technically sue, see it, can sue, can sue CNN. Because guess what? They posted, they make, they slandered him so much. Like he, he should be allowed to sue them. As a matter of fact, if I were him, I probably would. Well, I think, I think uh, Kyle Rittenhouse is going to be suing him. Yeah, he is. I think, I think he, he actually sent um, letters to a bunch of people that slandered him. Like he's like he's yeah. sending one to LeBron James, um, to Whoopi Goldberg, to Cenk Uger, mm-hmm. like and those are just a few of them. So and he sh- and he should because what they did to that that poor kid, uh, you know what they took, they dragged his name through the mud and called him all types of things that he he, he wasn't and you know no and they did that the same thing to Nicholas Sandman. These people are dishonest, man. Yeah, yep. like 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 have you noticed a lot of these um stories that the media has made up? They were they lied about Kyle Rittenhouse. They lied about the Covington kids. They actually promoted the Smollett thing, even though we all knew that was fake. Like Russia Gate, <laughs> we all we all knew Russia Gate was fake. Like yeah. all this stuff is fake right here. Now, I'm not saying everything is fake. I'm not saying that, but there's a lot of things that are fake when you look at them. Like they, they're they, trying to put their credit their credibility shot. If it listen, they're a legitimate news organization. If you do one fake story, your entire your entire thing is shy. Your credibility is, is, you know, it's you're no longer credible. So, yeah. so I mean, if you if you have one story, two stories, at what point do you stay? Does the common person say, you know what, these guys are being really dishonest, and this is about the third time that their dishonesty. I've seen their dishonesty, so I just don't want to see them anymore. <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah, out of all, of, like um, Tucker Carlson said it best about the Smollett thing. How could anyone actually believe this? Like literally, like he's he said that a bunch of that a bunch of MAGA people and the, he was in the middle of and he was at, in Chicago in the in the in the middle of the winter at two a.m. in the morning and some supposedly white people in hoods jumped him even though we found out that the people he hired to jump him were actually black people and like he had, and they and they put a noose around his neck and he actually walked into the subway with the noose still around his neck. And then when the cop arrived, and, and, and then it gets even better when he when the cops arrived at, arrived at his place, he still had the noose around his neck. Like, what the hell, man? Like, uh, oh my god! Like, uh, who can actually there's, believe there's, this? There's a lot of Trump supporters in Chicago. <laughs> no, I, I w- hey, hey, I live in Iowa. I've been to Chicago plenty of times. There are no Trump supporters there, at least not that I saw. But yeah, yeah, yeah. but at least the at least I've never seen one, not even one. Maybe there are some. But I just haven't noticed them. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 any listen, anything the left wing media says, you have to question it. You have to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I like this comment right here from this Tata guy. Uh, I don't know how he said that. They don't want you to know about the World Economic Forum's Great Reset. Well, they're being wide open. About, they're being open about it. So uh, I think it's pretty obvious they, they don't care if we know. So they're going to take away all of our belongings and have us stream rented. Uh, yeah, that's a hundred. That, you all seen the famous video. You will own nothing and you will be happy. Yeah. Like, like, well, and, I'll and like, say this, though. I don't think most people know, though. Like if you just look at most people in the U.S. Yeah, I don't think I think the majority of people don't even know what the WEF is. Yeah, and and also like um all like um it, like the media and YouTube and social media they treat the Great Reset as it's a giant conspiracy theory, even though it's on the World Economics Own Forum's website. Like, like, like it's a giant 
like I I understand that it's like the, something like this. Like it's so ridiculous that you almost can't believe it. But then here's another thing right here, and this is a, and this is actually a true fact. Twenty five years ago, it was a conspiracy theory that the Catholic Church had any creeps in, involved in it. That, that was a conspiracy theory twenty five years ago, and now we know that like at least thirty percent of them were doing it. So like this stuff isn't ridiculous as ridiculous as as it's being betrayed to task. Like this stuff is real. Like, like they, like the fact they even put it out on their own website just shows how serious they are on this. And like you've seen all the creepy speeches from speeches from Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates and like um Dave Crenshaw, um Dave Crenshaw and Tulsi Gabbard. Like all this stuff is weird. Like yeah, yeah. Listen, like, that that one world government is inevitable, guys. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. my God, like I just. I don't it's just a matter. Of, it's just a matter of when. It's inevitable. Yeah, like um, like Alex Jones is right on a lot of things. Like yes, there are some things he has gotten wrong, and I will fully admit to it. Like obviously, the main thing Alex Jones got wrong was the Sandy Hook situation. We all know that. But I explained it. I actually did some more research, and I think I can explain why he got that wrong. Why he the way he did. Like um, I I actually watched a guy. His name is Alan Watt. Um, he's actually another conspiracy guy. He's actually a really truthful guy, but he died last year mysteriously, and he was only in his 50s. So, yeah, but I'll go into what, I, what, what he said. He said, they're all, like the people like Alex Jones and David Icke, they are given the real information. They are. But within it, the people who give them the information are also giving them fake information in, in, in it with it as well. And like they actually report it and they believe it. And like when people um, and when they go around saying a lot of this stuff, they're actually giving the truth, but they're also saying a bunch of some of the fake stuff too. Like and, make, and like and like some of the, the fake stuff is so ridiculous. A lot of people look at them like that guy's an idiot. Like um, like obviously like like they're like Alan Watt. He believes there are shape shifting lizard people. Obviously, there are no shape shifting lizard people. There's no there, that's not true. There's obviously that's fake. We all know that's fake. But I believe David Ike actually believes that because he was actually he's been right on about a lot of things. But but yeah, like he there's a lot of these people are given the real information, but within it they're given fake information too. So yeah. Uh, I'm actually gonna show you something from Alan Watt. I think you guys would actually be, would actually like to hear from this guy. Give me one second. Uh, you guys can continue talking. Uh yeah. So Osiris, so let me ask you a question. Um, You know, you talked about voting and stuff like that. How? What's your position on voter ID? Oh, I I want our elections to be much more secure. So I think the voter ID laws, like in Georgia, for example, aren't even they aren't even secure enough. Um, Our our election is uh, right now. There's a lot of holes in our election, even before the voter ID. There should be no third-party contractors involved at all. If they are involved, then any code that they use should be public. There should be nothing private. And, and so I would even start there before the voter ID laws because there's no way to audit an election when you have a third-party system and their code is proprietary. You can't get it. So, you know, yeah. uh, so I think our, our elections do need to be secured. Much, now, what do you uh, how, now? How do you? And I agree with you. How do you feel about the narrative that voter ID is is racist? Uh, it's it's insulting, really. I mean, you could see, you saw with uh, 
Georgia, we saw higher turnout, didn't we? Yeah. I believe yeah. recently. Um, so it, it's been debunked. It's been, but yeah, the, to say it's racist is, it's like you said, everything they do yeah. is this is racist, that is racist. And it's insulting to see skin color used to keep them in power. Yeah, that's it, all it is. I, I agree with you. And it really does take away from real racism when it shows up, no. right? It, it's no different, let, let's say, from like a, a rape victim. When, when a woman falsely accuses a man of rape, right? Uh, it takes away from actual real rape victims, right? Because it puts in doubt this entire, you know, situation. So I think when these people, the, they flaunt the race card as much as they do, it really takes away from actual situations where racism is there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think they took that video down. So yeah. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Ray, can I follow up with one more question? Um, sure. Osiris, did you happen or did either of you guys happen to see uh, the 2000 uh, Mules documentary? Yes, Lips. I did see. Yep, yep I saw uh, every what, second. What, what were it. your thoughts on that? Uh, my, my biggest takeaway is for, for the state, for these states not to care at all is telling. So you look at the secretaries of state in these areas, except for I think Arizona is stepping up. But when you look at Georgia, Michigan, for them to not show any care in the world, it tells you everything. You don't even need to know anything beyond that. My only question is, okay, why don't you care to look into this further? Uh, I think it's the same reason why they don't want to look into the C-19, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Like, um, I didn't watch the entire documentary. I didn't. I watched clips of it, and like the clips that I actually prefer that I liked the most was with, when Charlie Kirk was there. Because I'm actually a big uh, Charlie Kirk fan. I'm so I watch mine, so all the time. Like, mm -hmm. um, I can't. Obviously, we can't talk anything about the documentary, obvious for obvious reasons. But mm -hmm. from what I saw, and this is just what I saw. I didn't see the entire thing. But I saw clips. I wish I my jaw was literally dropped in the, from what I saw. Literally. That's all I'll, I'll say on it. Can, yep. can I? Can I, oh, I? I did watch it, and uh, mm -hmm. the only thing I'll say is that they had a whistleblower on there, and the whistleblower said that they specifically target the Hispanic community for us being ignorant, elderly, mm -hmm. and language barrier, and that frustrated mm -hmm. me. That really ticked wow. me off. If anything, that's actually, if anything's racist, that's actually racist. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Like, like you're you're a Hispanic. Osiris, you're full black. Me, I'm half black. Literally, they talk. Mm -hmm. They think people like us are actually idiots because, like, um, the because we are the min we are minority people uh, from my uh, min uh, people from my minority communities. My mistake. And they think we all just follow under the democratic agenda. But here's the but, thing. But but, the three, but they the three they don't hide they don't hide their racism. They they don't yeah. they 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 pour it out. There's just the people like, for instance, Osiris, you you're you're apparently according to uh, you know Biden, you're not black. You didn't vote for him, or did you? <laughs> you know, it, it's like that's so that's so uh, you know it's so ignorant. Yeah. Yeah. And I, no, no, I did not vote for Biden. <laughs> yeah. So um, you're not black. You know. <laughs> nope. I didn't vote at all because at that time I was still I was still because I was still in my um, red pill moment, still becoming red pill. I, I was probably you a libertarian. Red pill. <laughs> I was, you were still in the took, oven baking. Yeah. <laughs> it took, you it were took all the, to come out of the oven and, <laughs> and be the loaf of bread that you were. <laughs> yeah. I didn't become full red pill till after January 6th. 
And I actually want to talk about that hearing, that, th those hearings that are going on. Obviously, we, there's some things we can't mention about it. But I want to talk about some of the stuff that we are allowed to mention on it. And I, let's, the big one that we can talk about, I actually want to talk about Liz Cheney. She, in, that, <laughs> in that entire thing, she was pathetic. Literally, Osiris, you actually did live stream the entire thing on your channel. I didn't watch all of it. I just watched parts of it. And like you, even you were saying how pathetic she is in it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, what you were can tell she was excited. Well, Liz Cheney is excited about it. This is her time to shine. This is like her Hollywood moment. I've never, I've seen her a lot. And I, to me, just my opinion, I could tell that she was really happy. Like she felt like she was all dressed up. She had the camera on her. She was the star in their eyes of the J6 hearing. And um, it's a it's a sham hearing. It's uh, unconstitutional, in my opinion, uh, the way that it was constructed. And it has no minority membership approved from the minority leader on there. So none of the uh, congressmen or women that were chosen by Kevin McCarthy are on that committee. So it is a third impeachment of Donald Trump with no yeah. defense. Yes. And... For them to lie in, in something so serious as this, for them to knowingly lie and deceptively edit things is, it, to me, that, that's another thing where I look at it. I don't need to dig that much deeper. I need to an answer to that first. Why would you lie about something this important? Yeah. So uh, I'm, they, I'm not. Uh, no, go ahead. And they, and they also edit out the, when Trump said, peacefully and patriotically walk over to the Capitol. They intentionally edited that part out. That just Completely goes to show what they're out. doing. Yep, they messed up I, the timeline. Yep, they messed up the timeline on purpose when they edit. So they made it look like after Trump spoke that everybody went over there. There were people who were already over there. And then he said his peacefully and patriotically. They didn't even put that in there. It's all a dishonest sham. Yeah, yeah. Did you... Did you guys see what Tucker was talking? What, what Tucker said about the hearing? Did you see yeah, that? I did. I forgot. I did see the. Cl I saw a clip of it. Well, show. I, I can't show all of it, but I will show about a minute or two of it. Because in case sure. the people who haven't watched it, because like I, I, I actually saw this from on the Daily Caller website. Like I, actually, yeah, I, I saw, I saw the whole segment. Uh, I I, I actually like the Daily Caller because Tucker even found it mm -hmm. in himself. Like it's. Mm -hmm. Let's watch. Let's just watch part of this. Watch like sure. a minute or yeah, and just so yeah. One second. We did not think it was an insurrection because it was not an insurrection. It was not even close to an insurrection. Not a single person in the crowd that day was found to be carrying a firearm. Some insurrection. Correct. In fact, the only person who wound up shot to death was a protester. She was a 36-year-old military veteran called Ashley Babbitt. Babbitt was just over five feet tall. She was unarmed. She posed no conceivable threat to anyone. The Capitol Hill police shot her in the neck and never explained why that was justified. Those are the facts of January 6th. But since the very first hours, they have been distorted beyond recognition relentlessly, culminating with last night. Last night, CBS Nightly News told its viewers that insurrectionists at the Capitol on January 6th, quote, caused the deaths of five police officers. That is a pure lie. There is nothing true about it, and they know that perfectly well. Here's reporter Bob Costa, who should be deeply ashamed to say something this dishonest. 
Thursday's primetime hearing will take Americans back to January 6th when an estimated 2,000 rioters breached the Capitol building, causing the deaths of five police officers. It's hard to believe yeah. he said that. Rioters caused the deaths of five police officers. You just heard CBS News tell its viewers that. Yeah. This must be the big lie theory. The more bewilderingly false a claim is, the more likely you will be to believe it. Apparently, that's what they're betting on. In fact, precisely zero police officers were killed by rioters on January 6th. Not five, none, not a single one. So how'd they get to five? Well, CBS is counting the suicides of local police officers who took place after January 6th. In some cases, long after January 6th. Yeah. <laughs> Suicide, unfortunately, is pretty common mm. among cops. Policing is a tough job, as we've noted. But in these specific cases, the one CBS is referring to, the chief of Washington, D.C.'s police department told the New York Times that actually he had no idea if his officers were driven to kill themselves by January 6th. CBS just made that up. The fifth death that CBS News is referring to is of Capitol Hill police officer Brian Sicknick. You will remember his name. Sicknick's body lay in state at the Capitol after the media told us he'd been beaten to death by Trump voters with a fire extinguisher. Here's what they told you. Officer Sicknick died after being hit in the head with a fire extinguisher. Sicknick died after being hit in the head with a fire extinguisher. Officer Brian Sicknick died after being hit in the head with a fire extinguisher during the hours-long attack. They beat a Capitol Police officer to death with a fire extinguisher. Officer Brian Sicknick died after being hit in the head with a fire extinguisher during the fight. He died at the age of 42 after he was bludgeoned with a fire extinguisher. Once again, that's not true. Everything you just heard was completely fabricated. The DC medical examiner performed an autopsy and the autopsy report showed that Officer Brian Sicknick had not suffered any kind of blunt force trauma. He was not beaten to death. He died of a stroke in his office later. No one has been charged in Officer Sicknick's death because Officer Sicknick wasn't murdered. They are lying to you. That is provable. Not a single person you just saw has apologized for lying. Not a single one. And it's not just the news media. Here's Congressman Pete Aguilar of California claiming that officers lost their lives on January 6th. These hearings will be a chance for the country to come together. To come together. Rally around the truth and unite around the rule of law. We owe it to the officers who lost their lives and the officers who were injured to tell that story and to ensure that this never happens again. Let's rally around the truth, he says, as he lies to you. May those words burn your tongue, liar. But what did happen exactly on January 6th? What's the truth of that day? Well, that's still unknown. From the extensive video we have of January 6th, it's clear that some in the crowd, more than a few, yeah. were encouraging protesters to breach the Capitol to commit felonies. Mm -hmm. We're not guessing at that. We've showed you the tape. We have pictures of their faces. Yeah. In the case of a man called Ray Epps, we know his name but they've never been charged. Hmm. Ray Epps was standing in exactly the same place that a lot of people who went to jail were standing, but he wasn't charged. His name was taken off the FBI's yep. most wanted list. Why is that? It doesn't make any law. The January 6th committee will not explain that. After a year and millions of dollars and a thousand interviews, they won't tell us, nor will they tell us how many FBI agents and assets were in the crowd that day and what were they doing there? Mm -hmm. Why can't we know that? 
and why are they still hiding thousands of hours of surveillance footage from within the Capitol? Mm -hmm. If the point of the committee was to get the truth out there, why can't we see the tape? Yeah. Why did authorities open the doors of the Capitol to rioters and let them walk in, usher them in the doors? That's utterly bizarre. You saw that live. No one's ever explained it. What's the explanation for that? And by the way, whatever happened to the mysterious pipe bomber whose bombs we later learned many months later, Kamala Harris's bodyguards discovered. Kamala Harris told us she was at the Capitol that day, but she wasn't. She was at the DNC with a pipe bomb outside. Her bodyguards found that bomb, but she lied about that. She hid that. Why? That's got to be one of the weirdest stories ever. What does it mean, Liz Cheney? Silence. <laughs> and of course, above okay, I, I can't play anymore because um, um, Tucker goes on the rails about something I can't say. But you guys get the general idea right there. Like, um, as you can see, there was a lot of. Oh, you can go, Car Carlos. I, I was just going to agree with Osiris. I mean, it's a sham. It, it, you know, this is this is uh, what is hurting democracy in our country, right? They're they're purposely lying. They're purposely doing things. They're purposely setting. As a matter of fact, my 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 wife my wife is from Venezuela. She was born over there, and uh, she when when that day took place and she saw everything that was happening and she saw the days you know how they were trying to pin everything on, on on trump and all that stuff she said this is exactly what happened in my country she goes there was a political leader and i don't know the names to be honest with you because i, I i'm not i don't have that extensive knowledge on, on venezuelan history but she said there was a a, a politician and there was a uh, who was trying to run for president and uh, there was a, another politician uh it could be the current president that's in there now, I, I don't really remember. But anyhow, so there was a protest that took place. And what the bad president did, let's just say, let's put it that way, he hired or his administration, whatever, they hired people to purposely cause violence during this, which was a peaceful protest from the good president or the, the, the guy who was trying to uh, run for president to make, to smear him and make him look bad. And what happened was they actually managed to do that and they managed to imprison the guy who was running for president who wanted to, you know, obviously fix things up and so on and so forth. So she goes, this is I feel like I'm, I'm back in my my home country seeing this stuff. And, and yeah, this guy in the comment section, uh, Tata guy, um, I actually I have to bring this comment up right here. Shouldn't a freedom of information at request happen? I haven't thought of that about that before. It, technically, we can do that if we want to. Like, obviously, you guys remember, you know, know what Operation Paperclip was. We're like, after World War II, we brought over a bunch of the Nazi scientists to, to come work for our government. And thought about the information was through a Freedom of Information Act, requ Act request. Can we do this with January 6th? Because I think that was something we should try to do. Yeah, uh, I think it's, uh, I, I don't want, I hate to be dark in the short term, but. Uh, I was watching Matt Walsh's What is a Woman. Uh, I've, I've seen a lot of the clips. I, I made it through about halfway through watching the official release. I didn't if you, watch if, it. For people, yeah, for people who haven't seen, it's, it's literally just Matt Walsh asking people to define what a woman is. And the reason why I bring that up is there's no truth anymore. The, the, what I'm seeing is people who kind of are in our lane dig for facts and truth. And it doesn't matter how many facts or truth you have. Uh, the, the opposition is you're stupid. You're, it's, it's never addressing the facts or the truth. 
and I don't know. I mean, we you could you could do as many FOIA requests as you want. I, I don't know what that might swing uh, back and forth because it it almost is most people don't know what's going on. They have no idea about this stuff. They think when they say J6, it was an insurrection. They say it was, they think it's an insurrection. So I don't know if the four-year request, that's why the First Amendment is so important to me. Because you can't reach the people who are ignorant, not, to, not as a negative thing. They just don't care or don't follow this stuff. You can't reach them if you can't speak. Yeah. Um, I, 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 think so, I think someone should try to do a Freedom of Information Act request. Because, oh, Osiris, your mic's down. Your mic's down. Okay, now it's back up. Oh, yeah. Someone should try to do an, a Freedom of Information Act request because technically, if you do a request, they have to give you information. They can't just not do it because under law, that's if they don't want. That's if they want to follow the law because there's a lot of people who don't. But let's just go with it. They technically have to give you some information. Now they don't have to give you all the information uh, for for reason obvious reasons. They have to give you some information though about what was found, uh, like. A, like if one of us gave a freedom of information, oh, okay, you can go. No, no, I was just, I, I was going to say that, that, that honestly, they know what they're doing. It's not like they're, it's by accident. They're purposely cherry picking information and purposely not sharing things. Listen, I have videos that I saw because I was, I, I had friends, I had a, a good amount of friends that were over there that day. And, uh, and, and, and they weren't part of, you know, going into the Capitol or anything like that. They were, they were on the side that was just, uh, you know, by the stage and so on and so forth. But, but, uh, and I, I recorded, I screenshot it and I have like a good number of like, like maybe like eight different videos where Capitol Police were removing barricades, calling people towards the Capitol building, uh, uh, Capitol Police that were leaving their posts, right? All of these things that, that normally don't happen when, when there's an actual, uh, you know, group of people trying to break in and riot and so on and so forth. So it's all cherry picked information for these people. Yeah. Oh, Adam was there um, at, at, at the rally, too. He wasn't part of the pe yeah. people that went in. Oh, to the Capitol. Can you hear me now? See? OK, sorry yeah, about that. Yeah, guy. it froze up a little bit. Sorry about that. Um, well, like I was saying was he was there just watching Trump's speech. That's all he Adam was doing there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like like I said, I I want I, I wish I could have gone like I mean, at that time, I it wasn't until after January 6th when I became fully red pill. But gotcha. if I, but if I had been, I would have actually wanted to go to up there, but only watch Trump's speech and then leave. That's probably what I would right. have done. I guess uh, I, I, I was invited to go, but I had to work and I have my kids with me that week, so I couldn't. But but here's here's the bottom line, guys. Words words are powerful. Right. And they're calling this an insurrection to Tucker's point, And which is what I saw uh, immediately. When have you ever heard, read or seen an insurrection without any weapons? Yeah, you, you can't it's, call by definition. You can't call it an insurrection when there's no there's no attempt to overthrow anybody by force. Yeah. And like and, and like that pipe, like what Tucker was talking about, that pipe bomber that Kamala Harris's bodyguard supposedly found, even though she was not there on the Capitol. Or like, or like when AOC, or like remember when AOC said she almost died on, at, on January six. Like you remember that, right? <laughs> like yeah, she, she was, was in. Um... She was. She wasn't even in the Capitol building. She was no. down. She was like down the down the street at her in her in her office. 
No, there are no, there are tunnels that go from underneath underground that go from the Capitol building to that building, but the people that got into the Capitol never reached never reached um the tunnels. So, and she says like, oh, they, someone came to her door saying, where is she? Like, uh, <laughs> like where is she? Like they were trying the to. Cop. I'm like, put, it didn't make any sense whatsoever. Like, oh my god. Listen, this is this is this is a sad. I mean. Uh, this is right up in line with the, uh, you know, with the Russia hoax and how they tried to impeach uh, Trump. And again, o o Osiris, I have to agree with you. It's it's Trump's third impeachment. They're trying to prevent him from going again in 2024. It's a pretext that they're using this for. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. You at this moment right now, if you guys had to put like five bucks on it, does Trump run in 2024? If he doesn't, if he's not blocked from running. Yes. Yeah, he's yep. I, I don't see any reason why he would not. Now, would I vote for him? I, I'm still shaky on that. Uh, we talked before the show on the Kevin McCarthy endorsement. I'm getting a little bit uh, concerned with his endorsements, and I don't see the strategy behind that. Kevin McCarthy is against him. And I don't think I don't know if he learned about uh, the people who were against him while he was in D.C. Maybe there's something I don't know I'm aware of strategy wise that makes sense. Maybe he I, wants Kevin McCarthy to protect him or help him. I don't know. But, um, yeah, he's going to run. Yeah. Um, like, um, Kevin McCarthy, Dr. Oz, like, what – I'm trying to figure out what, what his strategy is. Why is he endorsing these people that are actually establishment? Why is he – Yeah, I don't know. I that, that The Dr. Oz puzzled me as well. I agree yeah. with you. Like, he's like his, I, he, They've been cool for a while. With, with the Oz one, he and Oz have been cool for a while. So that they're, they're just friends. Now, keep in mind, remember, Trump has always been a – Longtime New York Democrat. That's why Ivanka, you know, she makes funny moves because they, you know, Kushner, Ivanka, all of them just been New York Democrats. And it's not yep. really uh, ideology. It's just yeah. Democrats run New York and they were business people and you got to pay them off basically. Or you got to be cool with them to to really yeah. rise in the business world in New York. And yeah, like, um, like, like, I, like, here's the thing, though. Like once in a while in New York, like you get someone like a Trump or Rudy Giuliani. Is that how we say his name? Giuliani? Yeah. I Giuliani. Yep. Giuliani. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. People like those, like both like Trump and Giuliani, those are rare things in New York. Because the vast majority mm -hmm. of the people in New York are Democrats. And the Republicans and like um that are in New York are they're they're practically almost almost liberal. Practically almost liberal. Because like um, as you guys know, when the Roe v. Wade Leak, leak draft happened like um there were actually a lot of republicans in new york because that were actually angry about it because here's the thing all the re most republicans in new york are actually more closer to liberal like because because they're not mm -hmm. conservative like um people like um like me or carlos is they're, they're not even yeah. libertarian like you are osiris they're actually just mostly no. classic liberals mm -hmm. like like this just like here's the, like and then you get someone like like um his kids obviously i think Usually, when you have younger people, they obviously cater more towards the left. That's a fact. Like I think we all know that. I mean, there's a, yep. I mean, once in a while you get someone like a Madison Cawthorn or like um, uh, who else? Like uh, someone else like that. Once in a while you get someone like that. But that, both of those are rare circumstances, though. Yeah. Or someone like um Jack from Red Eagle Politics. Yeah, which I'm actually a big fan of him. Yeah. Hey, uh, guys, I, I actually have to cut out, so I apologize. Uh, okay. Uh, ba baby's crying, so. Yeah. Oh. Osiris, 
Osiris yeah. and I can stay on because, like, I mean, he yeah. can talk for a little longer. Sure. Hey, yep. thank you guys. Thank you, Ray, again for having me. I appreciate it. Osiris, yeah. I'll check you guys out later. Yep. Oh, oh, Carlos. Right, Carlos. Thing before you go, um, when are you starting your own podcast again by the end of this month again? Uh, no, I'm hoping uh, either at the end of this month or beginning of next month. I got to coordinate it with my brother-in-law. Yeah, nice. and also a situ- something I thought I I thought of like a maybe we the three of us can do in the future. Maybe instead, maybe in the future, instead of us coming on each other's shows, maybe what if we start our own little show where all three of us like um have a, a little thing, like you know how Ethan Klein and Hassan Piker they have their mm-hmm. own little show. They have their own oh, yeah. shows as well. But once, but yeah, like cool. like once like every couple. Like once every like couple weeks, they get together and just do a, a, a giant show. Like we can create a, yes. a new, a brand new channel as a whole. We can create a brand new channel as a whole, and just the three of us can all get together and like just talk about all this kind of stuff. Sounds yeah. cool, man. Yep. Yeah. All right, guys. I'll, have I'll, a great one. Take care, take care, brothers. Yeah. Take care, man. Catch you later. Catch you later. Yeah. But yeah, that that's something I actually would be interested in doing, Osiris. Like, um, where the three where the three of us get our own little show. And, and mm-hmm. like every like week or two, we meet together and just talk. Really, so, yeah. Let's do that. Yeah, yeah. So, so like, um, probably after the stream, I'll probably, um, well, probably tomorrow, obviously, because it's it, because like it's at midnight right now. So, but we'll we'll finish out this stream in like a in like um uh, for a, in a, like about an hour or so, maybe something like that. But um, but like tomorrow, I'll probably contact you guys about that, and like we'll 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 see if we can do set something up like that. For sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but like, but what I was getting back to about um, like um, Trump and, and stuff like that and endorsing Oz, like um, like what point do you see of him endorsing them or someone else like him? Like, do you, do you see any any logical logical reason for him to do that? I think Trump doesn't. Trump never had any ideology, so I know he's he's America first, a, a nationalist, but. Um, before that, he, he kind of never really had any ideology. So he's not really, he, like you said, his first term was different than when he ran in his second term. He yeah. almost he had a different, he wasn't, you said he was an independent in 2016 yeah. and more of an established, not establishment, but more a traditional Republican in 2020. Even the most not- um, staunch supporter would agree with that. Not he wasn't exactly a Republican, but he was more Republican like it, I should say. I can yeah. rephrase that. Yeah, but, yeah. I, but that's but now you're seeing the endorsements of um Oz and, and Kevin McCarthy. And he's had quite a few other qu- questionable endorsements. But like you said, like um on Twitter, like after it came out that he endorsed McCarthy, you said that if Marjorie Taylor Greene doesn't come out and oppose this, you said she's no different than AOC. Yeah, this is I'm really excited to see what happens with Marjorie Taylor Greene? Because there are going to be times if Trump becomes president or makes moves like this where she's going to have to speak out. Now, with the because here's the thing, Kevin McCarthy, they're, they're, they were planning on getting him out of there. If they yeah. get a red wave, MAGA-induced red wave, they were trying to get him out. And maybe Jim yeah. Jordan is probably who they wanted to be yeah. speaker. And I don't yeah. think that's changed. So we'll see what happens if the red wave comes. I think they're still going to make a move on McCarthy. Uh, I think I thought he was going to get elected either way, whether he even bef- even before Trump endorsed him, I was convinced he was going to get reelected anyway. Because like, yeah. what state is he in again? Like um, California, California. He's obviously, in California. He's, yeah. obviously, California, the most blue state, of course, like. 
more and a more establishment is going to win there. Obviously, Obviously there? there's no debate about yeah. that. And mm-hmm. so I thought, oh, can you hear me now? Okay, yep, uh, yep, can I you hear you. me now? Maybe that's better. Okay, sorry about that. But like I was saying, like um, I thought even if he got back in, the Republicans would still turn against him and like put someone else as a as the speaker, and they still might do that. They might, but I don't know. I hope they do. Oh that. no, I, they they have to. Yeah, if they don't do yeah. that, then they're just they're fakes. There's no you have to you have yeah. to go after him, get him out of there politically. And Jim Jordan is who you want probably. Yeah. You don't really want Marjorie Taylor Greene's the leader. You don't want her bogged down with the different responsibilities of being majority leader. Yeah, she she's not a leader in my opinion. She's she's more of a mm-hmm. like um she's more of the, as the sidekick role is what I believe she's is as best as because like if she was a leader she would then she wouldn't be allowed to basically go up and say a lot of things she's saying right now. She would have to yep. keep the keep the flow going as the way it is. But but the mm-hmm. way with her right now where she's not even on any committees, which I actually think she's better off not being on any committee because she's allowed to yeah, do whatever she wants practically now. Like, so she yeah. can just keep doing what she wants. And plus, like, I'm pretty sure if she was the leader of, of, in the, of the speaker of the house, she wouldn't be able to go on like Tim Pool's podcast because like, because she would have, she would be disrupting the flow and like a lot of the Republicans yeah, would have, would have, wouldn't allow that. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. 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 And like, um, I also wanted to talk, like we talked a little bit about before the ship, the, the, this, the stream started about Dave Smith. And like, um, mm-hmm. I wanted to talk a little more about that, like, um, because mm-hmm. as you in that video when you were talking about Dave Smith and like, um, how like that previous video, I forgot which one it was, but where he was like, um, changing the party, and you said you 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 actually probably think you will end up joining the Libertarian Party, correct? Yeah, I've I've officially drawn uh, uh, joined the National Libertarian Party because of Dave Smith. Yep. Yeah, me, I, I'm a registered Republican, but here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I don't consider myself to be a Republican. The main reason I am registered is because I'm a conservative. That's how I identify as. But Mm -hmm. the reason I'm a Republican is for a few reasons. So I can go to the primaries and plus like, um, so I can let, and and plus a lot of the people that I like, they're actually Republicans. And also the other reason, like like whether, whether you like it or not, we actually have a two party system. Like the Libertarian party, if, if it becomes anything, if it does, it's not going to no liber, There will never be a libertarian president. I'm sorry. There just never will be. Because I, I, like our, the way our system is set up is for two parties to, to be the only ones there, Republican and Democrat. Now, I don't like that. And, but, and, and, I'm going, and I will go as far as to say this. I think we should abolish all political parties. There should be no political parties whatsoever. That's actually what George Washington wanted. And like um, yep. we failed that ten, within 10 years after he said that. And I, I was... And like, like, like Jesse Ventura even said that because I, I got this idea from him. He, he actually, I believe he even follows the Libertarian Party on Twitter, I believe. But yeah, who, but he said, oh my. Je, Jesse Ventura, you know who he is? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, he, yeah. Yeah. He's actually a, a Ron, Ron Paul, Paul fan. Like he even mm-hmm. like in 2012, like it was either 2011, 2012. He said that if Ron Paul ran as an independent, he would actually seriously consider being his running mate. Because and he mm-hmm. said that if, if he ran on, on any political party, he would not do it under any reason. Because he said we need to abolish all political parties, and I completely agree with him on that. Because political parties, all they do is divide us. That's all they do, and that's what that's really what they're designed to do. Because like it, yeah. it, it, put, it puts all these people into different categories, and like it just separates them. 
what we if we if we want to truly reunite this country again to at least get to what it used to be or at least somewhat where it used to be we have to come together and the way to do a, a good step in that direction would be to abolish all political parties so that we so we don't have any ideology like that we can all come together we can have different opinions but we can at least come together under one umbrella yeah i i, I would love that i don't yeah. think it's realistic i think yeah. one of, part of donald trump's legacy is that he proved along with bannon and others but i'm just going to talk about trump and bannon they showed yeah. that you can take over a party they yeah. they they are taking over the republican party it's funny yeah. you hear maga people talk about like lindsey graham as a rhino that the maga so so maga maga isn't you you said it yourself 2016 trump was an independent that's what yeah. he was he wasn't a republican he was, he was an just independent. registered as one Yes, he was always he was a lifelong New York guy. He was never a Republican in New York, but he took over the Republican Party. So there's there's no way you're going to abolish these institutions. So Trump yeah. came in and infiltrated. And I want to talk to people in the Libertarian Party. I think they can do the same thing with MAGA. You can have libertarians infused with MAGA or Republican Party, and you can have a libertarian in there. Uh, you have Rand Paul in there. You had Justin Ron Amash. Paul. Rand Paul Wait, is, well, a, is a Republican. Ron Paul is a Libertarian. Well, see, but here's the thing: it's just a label. Yeah, that's what so I'm how, saying. Why? So, so you could have, you could have eventually. Not right now. They're still building the infrastructure, but you could have a Dave Smith or somebody somehow infiltrate the Republican Party and run as a Republican. But he's really a Libertarian. And you don't even really have to tell anybody I'm a libertarian. You know, Marjorie Taylor Greene has a lot of libertarianish views. She does. She has a bill to abolish the ATF. That's a libertarian view. She likes yeah. limited government. She doesn't like no government, but she likes limited government. Libertarian views, you know, small spending. Yeah. So you can you can infiltrate the Republican Party and call yourself a Republican, like Trump yeah. called himself a Republican, and and yeah. make some moves. What, if you didn't know me and I didn't tell you what I was a conservative, how would you think I was politically? I was like, um, cause, cause like I, you, cause like you said, it's pretty much just a label. Yeah. I would say, I would say that you're a populist. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have actually, power with the people. Yeah. I'm a conservative and I have conservative values. Like, um, like, like, like here's some of the things I think we need to abolish, not just with political parties. Cause that, there's a lot of other things I believe. I believe we need to abolish the the National Firearms Act. We need to abolish the Federal Reserve. We need to abolish the FBI, the NSA, the CIA, NASA. We need to get rid of all this thing, all these things, because all the because when once because all these little things, as you as you know, they're actually like smaller other brand, other smaller branches of the government. But, mm -hmm. but but when you create that, you divide us, and like they actually try to take control and they use their own pow power for their, for greedy reasons, for whatever reason they they, they desire. And that, and like um, when you have that, they just tear us apart. Like as you know, and yeah, the NSA and the FBI have been spying on Americans um since um for, they spy on Americans, especially after January six. Well, well they they did spy on Amer they they've been spying on Americans for ever since the Patriot Act was was um was um approved. But they they went even much further after January six. 
Like, yeah, and th- what you just said there, would a, a, a libertarians would agree with everything you just said. So yeah. it doesn't even almost matter what you call yourself. It's like our interests will intersect in a line, and then you support. Yeah, from there. But the, but the main thing libertarians um, 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 oppose, which is something I do not agree with them at all, they oppose like a strong military. Because I believe in a fully strong military. That I just, I, I'm sorry, we have to have a strong military. There's like, yes, you can make an argument. We spend a little too much on that. But if you look at China, their military spending is is coming up close to ours. It's starting to. I mean, it's not there yet, but it's getting really close. And like, what's going to happen when China's military surpasses ours? Because guess what? A lot of people think that's impossible. It can't happen. But here's the thing. It can happen. It's happening. There have been, like, if you go back and look at history, there's been a lot of um, rising powers that have overthrown and become more powerful than the dominant power. Like um, Tim Pool said it best, and like every time in history, like almost every time in history, when a rising power has has um, seeks to to um to overthrow the dominant power, I forget how many times, I forget how many times he said it was, but it was more than fifty percent where it results in war. I forgot the exact amount that he said, but it yeah. was something along those lines. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Now you can be a libertarian. I I don't I can't speak for a lot of others because I haven't heard their position on this. But I am. I agree with you completely. You have to have a strong military. I don't want waste. I don't want extra. I don't want. Ba- I don't want bases all over the world. I don't want that. But you've yeah. got to have nukes. You know, <laughs> we oh. we both agree on that. If you don't like, have nukes, it's a wrap. You don't like, can't do anything. Like, in a perfect in a perfect world, there would be no nukes. There would be none. Yeah, yeah. But but yeah. but in but in the world we but that's not the world we live in. Yeah, but, yeah. But like. A, <laughs> I, I would prefer there be no nukes at all. I truly wish that. But yeah, same here. Mm-hmm. But because we don't live in that world, we, we can't get rid of them. We have to have them. Oh, you what? have to have nukes. Yeah. If we if we didn't have nukes, what do you think Russia and China would do? Well, we wouldn't. Like, our country would be. Yeah, if we didn't have nukes, we wouldn't be speaking English. I don't think we'd be taking over. We would be. Well, we actually would have been speaking German. Well, okay. Yeah. Not my yeah. Yeah. No, we, we talked no, about we, nukes earlier. No, we would we wouldn't be speaking German. We would be speaking Japanese. My mistake. Because the Japanese, Nazis were, maybe, yeah. Because the Nazis were defeated before the Japanese were. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then they just dropped the nukes just to finish it off. Like we don't want to do this. Just yeah. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> but like, but did you get my text the other day when I when I told you when I when I when I said that hey you know Jen and Peter from that one channel that you went on yeah yeah that that, that yeah. maybe that maybe on your channel sometime me and Carlos can come on and debate those two and you be the moderate for it because yeah, like, I have me, to talk me and Carlos yeah. would be the would be the people that represent the right and Jen and Peter would be the ones that represent the left and you being the libertarian you could be the moderate and like um make sure and like and like um, hold the debate there yeah like, yeah for those who don't know that's Jen Perlman on her channel generational change I'm a huge fan of it it'll be hard to schedule they they got a busy schedule but yeah we could look at that Maybe in the future, though, like I'm yeah. I, like not anytime soon, but sometime in the future, maybe, because yeah. I because think... like because like I disagree like in that chat in that t- time when you went on, I disagree with mm-hmm. most of the things they said. But there were some things I do agree with them on, like the thing, mm-hmm. the main thing that they agree with me on is that I'm, uh, they're anti elite elitist. They're like they're, they can't stand Bill Gates. That's something that we yep. that I can agree with them on completely. And they're and like they're anti. They do not like BlackRock buying up all these houses either. I completely agree with them on that. Yeah, but I think the, the mm-hmm. but I think the difference is between me and them is that they're actually coming at it from like um 
from like the left side view. Me, I'm coming at it from like um, it's more of a conspiracy um view. That's just how I view it. Yeah, I think the biggest difference, and uh, I think they're great. I think they just had Vet Jesse Ventura on their channel actually. They did. Um, they at least had them sched. They had them scheduled. I, I didn't, I didn't see if they actually went through with it. But um, the biggest difference between the populist, so they are populist left, yeah. and we would be more populist right. The yeah. biggest difference is they look to the government to solve every problem with government yeah. spending. Well, and that just means more government power. Well, no. if anything, I think we need to, if anything, I think the federal government needs to be abolished. That's pretty much how yeah. I would view it. Well, that's a yeah. libertarian point of view right there. I mean, you, yeah. you might not even realize it, but that every, a lot of the stuff you said is libertarian. There are, no, there are conservatives that oppose the federal government. There are a mm -hmm. plenty of them. Like, yeah. like, like the reason I don't like the federal government is because they're actually the, at the core of it. They're the ones that are truly corrupt and bought by by all the elites. That's that's just that's just what it is. Yeah. Yeah. The, so so what you're saying there is when you get rid of the federal government, decentralize, the power gets closer to the people. So yes. you have more power. It gets down to the states and yeah. you have more power over your governor. So that's a populist libertarian you can say conservative, but that yeah. they all match. I agree. I, I would say that my my I would say it's more conservative because because more conservatives believe like libertarians believe in like virtually no um, virtually like let you do what like companies do whatever they want pretty much. Me, I think you need to allow them, but with certain um, restrictions on it. Certain, like um, obviously workplaces have to be safe. Of course, we all agree on that. That's a that's a that's just a conservative view. Now, with the minimum wage, like um, Jen and Peter, they believe it, it should be $15 an hour. I disagree with that. Now, I believe that there should be a minimum wage, because, but I don't think it should be $15 an hour. Because like, I think it would just destroy the country and just, just, and just um, and inflation would just rage on. Yeah, libertarians probably would say the government should stay out of wages. Uh, for the most part. So I, I don't think that so most libertarians would say no government involvement in wages. But in a realistic society, you might have to jump in because there. So don't everybody thinks their utopia is perfect, whether socialist or even libertarian. But I there's don't. dangers. Yeah. But there's dangers in a libertarian type of society yeah. as well. Your corporations yeah. could become too powerful. Yeah. in a libertarian society and they they could become the if you don't have checks and balances they would become the de facto government yeah. potentially yeah like when tucker went on ben shapiro's show or at least when ben shapiro interviewed him tucker mm -hmm. actually said in the, a valid point in the interview which i completely agree with he said that capitalism is the best is the is the best um, system but it's not a religion so mm -hmm. i completely agree with him on that capitalism is not perfect by any means necessary no system is, but I believe it is the best system. Like, like, um, like when last time I had you and Carlos on, um, I told you that um, I, in my view, that that social elements can exist in a in a in a capitalist society, but capitalist elements can exist in a socialist society. Yeah, that's just how I. Do yeah. It. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. Um, yeah, capitalism is the. I I haven't seen a system better than it. Because yeah. when you're looking at other systems, they always involve some type of government control. Yes. And that's where things go south. So, yeah, yeah capitalism, just the free exchange of goods. 
and that's that's what you need a free market yeah like i you have to have a free market but but it can't be unlimited which that's pretty much what the libertarian um um view view is pretty much it's infinite almost nothing now the conservative opinion is you have you have to have a, a lot of freedom but you can't have unlimited and that's pretty much what also what the left um view is like um they they well the left view actually really they want almost complete control over it really that's how they want it yeah the if you go down the left view they don't say it but really what they're saying is we want a dictator to create this environment because you can't have socialism without a dictator in my opinion you can't have true socialism it's centralized power and they want a benevolent dictator to distribute the funds Yeah, you had um, Castro, Chavez, Stalin, Mao. Well, yeah. Mao, uh, I'll take it, I'll take it back. Mao was not a socialist; he was a communist. Um, and St- Stalin was a socialist for a while, but became a communist eventually. Well, I, what's the difference? I'm confused about the difference at times. How do you make the distinction between communism and socialism? Yeah, socialism is is, is like obviously like I'll, I'll say uh, socialism is pretty much where. Uh, the government controls everything pretty much, but it, they mm-hmm. they distribute it equally throughout um, everyone. That's what they try to do, even though mm-hmm. they even though they see even though that what they um, distribute out to it, people is a, is a very small fraction of what they truly bring in. Very yeah, it's never, small, yeah. mm-hmm. very small, because they keep all of it for themselves. Now, yeah. communism communism is what China is full on. Like they're not even trying to hide it. They're taking everything away from the people and forcing everything on to them. And like anyone who disagrees is locked up and pretty much in a, in a camp pretty much that's pretty much what mm-hmm. it is like um like Woodrow like Woodrow Wilson was pretty much a socialist FDR was pretty much a socialist as well so yeah like but because like what like FDR was something in between socialism and like a com in a communist in a way that he truly that's just what it was he was something in between he wasn't exactly a full-on socialist but he was not but he was not a communist. It's like obviously you have to look at he imprisoned a hundred thousand Japanese Americans into camps. So, yeah, yeah. But yeah. But 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 like I said, like I think FDR is probably the most overrated president we have in American history, in my opinion. Like, like yeah, like I, who can is, see, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like um, he gets way too much credit for things, even though he caused a lot of the Great Depression. And stuff like that and so yeah and like his economic policy is what is what destroyed america pretty much at that time right? and if it wasn't for harry truman um coming in after he after fdr passed who knows where this country would have been because like fdr basically took the same government that woodrow wilson created and just amplified it that's pretty much what he did yeah but, yeah I, I would agree with that but, but yeah, he's but, held yeah. up as a the the left love FDR, don't they? Oh yeah, they love mm. they love him more than Washington and Lincoln. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> they <laughs> they don't love. I mean, a lot of them on the left don't love Washington or Lincoln. Most of them don't. And here's the thing: the stupidest thing about about the, is the Lincoln part. He's the guy that freed the slaves, and you're actually yeah. against the guy that actually freed the, the um freed them. That makes no sense whatsoever. Like, yep. Like this is the thing I, I don't really understand. It makes no sense whatsoever. Uh, what, what? Oh, okay. I can't read that comment there, but I think if you look mm-hmm. at um, 
something that total guy said that long one mm -hmm. i'm not going to say that one but i think you can mm -hmm. see what it is yeah uh, i see <laughs> i'm not saying that on this show but <laughs> mm. i think <laughs> i am not saying that comment uh, 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 what uh, there was one more thing that we wanted to talk about before, talk about uh, what was that again um well, the, the national divorce and the Civil War thing. Like, um, yeah. do, you, do you see either one of those actually happening? Do you actually see that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we're already in the midst of it. You know, like, people think that there's going to be, I don't, let me not put in anything on, I feel, it feels like people wouldn't call it a civil conflict until there's something declared. Like, I declare civil conflict. No, we're, we're in the middle of it right now. It's already happening. And I would suggest very strongly to people to, uh, you saw what happened. I don't know if you saw what happened with Jack Del Rio, the coach for the Washington oh, yeah. Commanders. I covered that, I covered that in, one of my, in one of my previous videos. Okay, yep. I didn't get to catch that one. But, yeah, I think, what. so the big lesson from January 6th from Coach Del Rio you you can't if you don't if you're not willing to bend the knee, you cannot work in a place like Washington. No. And if you you mentioned that you would go to the J6 rally, what I'm learning after in the aftermath is, if you are protesting from the right or an anti-corporate viewpoint, you cannot do it in a blue area. No, don't don't do it. Don't just don't even do it, because it it could be an easy trap. They have D.C. Democrat jurors, everything, the judge, the jurors, the whole you know, citizenry. They're not fair to you. They don't look yeah. at reality. They don't care about truth. So you you do not want to protest in D.C. Don't ever do that. I don't know who yeah. I would I would not. So my point is, you've got to move. Jack Del Rio can't work for Washington. No, he can't. he's got to move. He's got to work somewhere out like even the NFL, but just in the state. So you got to go to Texas or Florida, well, or one of these other states. Well, I have a I have, I have a suggestion for you. You you be living in Colorado. You probably should get mm -hmm. get out of there. Probably you and your entire family should. Right. Yeah, Colorado's but, a is, yeah Colorado's kind of a purplish place, but yeah, no, obviously we have a Democrat. It's not purple. It's a deep blue state now. It used to be a, a red state until all the Californians moved in there. Yeah, so that is something to watch as it turns. I mean, obviously we have a Democratic, a Democratic Party governor. He's probably yeah. one of their biggest stars in the party right now, Derek Polis. But um, he's probably gonna—he might run for president at some point. Yeah. But um, yeah, you've got to look. And I've already talked to my wife. We're like, um, I won't even visit blue areas. Uh, things are very serious right now. So I'm. Mm. There's not many yeah. places to go. A lot of these other states are corporate. It's not really Republican and Democrat. It's corporate politician and more populist. And right now, Florida is pretty, pretty much the only state I can say as of right now is one uh, that I would go to. Oh, speaking of Florida, you know Patrick David Bett? You know that guy? Yeah, yeah. Has, who, oh, yeah. Value he, had, yeah. He, had, he had Nikki Fried on his show the other day. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. He and she and they embarrassed her like, oh, my God. The fact that she was even willing to come on his show, that just shows how, how stupid she was. Mm -hmm. Like, like literally, like, like she, she got, ex they exposed her. She, she's clear, clearly um, a corporatist for these leftists. That's clear, clearly what she is. And like, yeah. she's, she's actually not even a libertarian. 
I actually think she's more closer to an authoritarian. Oh, she's an authoritarian for sure. I mean, most of the corporate politicians are authoritarians. I, I don't know if she felt like, you know, Florida's red now, if she had to go on to his show. I don't. What would you call his politics? Is he, is he libertarian? He's more right? Conservative? Uh, I don't know. I would consider Patrick to be a conservative. I would. Okay. At, so at, she at least, probably. I'm not. I'm, I'm not saying like old school conservative. I'm saying like um probably like um a new version of the conservative. Like not exactly like me, but he's a lot like me in a lot of ways. Like yeah. Uh, like 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 the like the younger like conser- young conservatives today, they're not as conservative or like um, conservatives back in the eighties. They're actually like I would say he's more closer to that in a, in a way. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, so a big I'm wondering fan if she felt. Yeah, so all his channels, great. He had the whole. He had Dave Smith and uh, Larry Sharp and them, the libertarians Peterson. on there. Yeah, yeah, he's great. I think she felt like you know Florida's red. I mean, she's got to be able to reach some of the people in the middle there that lean more populist or right. So that's yeah. probably why she went on there. Yeah, I want to. I want to watch a couple clips from that. Just a couple of them. Because I, I just want to see like what she was actually what she was actually thinking in this. Like, give me one second. I'm gonna bring this right oh, up yeah. right here. Oh yeah, there's some good clips if you go to his clips channel too. Oh, oh I watch his show all the yeah. time. Yeah. Like, yeah, his, yeah. His channel is one of the better channels out there. While you're pulling that up, yeah. Okay. Uh, Valuetainment. Uh, let me see if find this. Where is it? Um, I still like that interview he did with Kobe Bryant before he passed. I that, oh, was, that was a great a interview. Yeah, yeah it, that's probably probably is my favorite one that he's done. Yeah. Probably, I think is. that's his highest view. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, let me try to. Uh, I forgot he had Shank Uger on a, a couple. Oh yeah, months that was ago. actually a good episode. That was Shank got a it, really good episode. Shank got embarrassed right there. He, he, yeah, mm-hmm. I just, I but, can't stand Shank. But but he got he was more he was more mellowed out and humble during that interview. Um, it was a good it was worth listening to. It was a good discussion. I thought it was. I don't consist, I don't think it, I don't think it really was actually. Oh, you don't? I think I I think because I think Chenka actually dug his own hole in that interview. That's just how I view it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I uh, think so too. But okay, uh, right here. This this clip mm-hmm. is actually a, a great one D- right here. A- I like this one a whole lot. Uh, is this the restaurant one? No, uh, why she's running running against okay. DeSantis. Yeah. This one is cool. There's a lot of people in Florida who are you know, fans of Florida, with what's going on with Florida. But I haven't met anybody that admires and loves DeSantis as much as you. Why? <laughs> what's the reasoning why you love the governor so much? Like, I, I'm really curious. Where should we start? We don't have we Tell only me. an hour, right? I'm actually curious. Why do you love this man so much? You know, it, it's interesting. You know, when we first got elected, uh, all four of us on the cabinet. So for those who don't know, the cabinet consists of the governor, uh, the chief financial officer, the attorney general and the, and the commissioner of agriculture. And I was actually really hopeful. You know, all four of us were under the age of 50, all had younger families. And I really was like, OK, great. Maybe there's an opportunity for us to show the rest of the country what bipartisan support looks like. We had a lot of mutual friends. I had known the attorney general since our time in undergrad and, and law school, knew the CFO from when he was in the legislature. Ashley, right? Ashley, Ashley you know. Yep. Was that Jimmy Petronas as well? As CFO. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. So I had known them all for, I was like, okay, we're going we're gonna to do this. We're going to do some good stuff together. And I was really wrong. 
I'm not wrong a lot in my life, but but this was this was a big one. And unfortunately, uh, you know, starting really kind of towards the latter part of 2019, he just was coming in. There, there was violations of sunshine. There was just not working working with everybody. And the biggest thing started really in 2020 when he tried to come in and take my office of energy, which falls underneath the commissioner. Mm-hmm. And we had done some really really great things under there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why why what, what what's the point? We're doing good stuff, and it came down to power. And that's when I realized this guy is no good, that he cares about one thing and one thing only, and that's how to get more power. And every decision that he's made since then uh, is how to consolidate power behind the governor. I mean, look what he did to the legislature this past week, that he made the Senate president and the Speaker of the House stand next to him as he vetoed $3.1 billion and laughed at them. That's not who a governor is supposed to be. And I've watched him be. He was trying to what DeSantis was actually trying to do in that moment. He was trying to set an example, like saying, He's alpha, like he's not going with all these corporatists and like he's elitist. That's just what DeSantis was trying to represent right in that moment. Yeah, but I will agree. She, he is about power. I mean, he is a he makes power moves. Yeah, but all the, but he's actually using his power for the good. He truly is. If yeah, you look it's just at a matter. It. Yeah, it's just a matter of do you agree with him or not? But yep. Yeah become a dictator and really try to consolidate this power, marginalize people, yell at our kids, um, all for his goal of power and to get to the White House. I don't know what that is. What is that? So now you say that about him, but tell us, what are you? What was yelling at our kids? What was she referencing with yelling at the kids? She's talking about DeSantis? I don't know. Is that the one with the, that was the one with the guy with the mask. I think she was talking about the mask incident where, he told the kids, remember when he, I don't know if you saw that, where he told the kids, why are you wearing the mask or something like that? I oh, don't never think mind. He, it's probably, I don't think he told them not to. I think he just no, a- no. asked them why. Yeah, yeah. I, she might be talking about that. If if that's one of her strongest points, she doesn't have any points. Yeah. If that's what, if that's the best you can do. Yeah. That's not good. Yeah. For her. <laughs> even, even I could come up with something better than that. Yeah running on so the audience also knows what uh, you're for yep absolutely and that's more important more important to know what the, the people are, are running for so look i have we'll get into both of them but i just yep. want to make sure they also know what yep. you're for so i have been our elected statewide democrat uh for three and a half years and i have been every single day fighting for the people of our state making sure that everybody's got to see the table making sure that you know people that have been marginalized before know that there's someone fighting for them. And, and today we have a real serious problem in our state that we have seen that Republicans, unfortunately, and my dad's a Republican. So I want to also be very clear. I grew up in, as you were, we were talking about before on air, that there's a, you know, communism versus imperialism in your household. My dad is a diehard Republican when I was doing soup kitchens and Habitat for Humanity. Were your parents Democrats when you were growing up? Because you said you were blue-pilled when you were younger, before 2020. Uh, well, I would say my dad's more independent-minded so he would never align with the Democrat Party. I don't think he would align with the Republicans. He's more independent. My mom's probably more Democratic. Yeah. My my Democrat Party. My parents were, I would say they're both pretty liberal. My mm-hmm. mom is pretty liberal on everything except abortion. She's actually surprisingly conservative on that because she hates abortion as a whole. Pretty much as mm-hmm. much as I do. Yeah. But but because I remember when I was young, younger, like I actually went with my father when he went to go vote for Obama because it was at that mm-hmm. time when he, the voting booth was at my school that I went to. And so he actually took me with him and we, he just, that's where he voted. So because I, re, I remember that clearly as clear as day. Yeah. But yeah. Manity yeah. in Miami growing up, he was getting me NRA T-shirts. So we are 
you know, that's kind of the household that I grew up what in. What was your mom? She is a diehard Democrat. She was a teacher for 25 years. And they're still together? Oh, or no, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a good case example for America. Can you pause oh, that? Oh, what? That's a, that's a very interesting. I had not seen this clip here. That's hmm. a very interesting point. She said, my mom was a Democrat. She was a teacher. So now if you're a teacher, that means you have to be a Democrat, huh? Yeah. You yeah, notice how she much. equated the two? Like, no, no, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. My mom was a Democrat. Oh, she was a teacher. Yeah. Why, why, why do you have to be a Democrat if you're a teacher? I know, pl I know, I, I know plenty of Republican teachers. I know of them, uh, plenty of them. Actually, actually, some of them, when, when I was in school, I had plenty of them. I mean, I had more Democratic teachers, but I had more, uh, but I did have some Republican teachers. But, but, but yeah, getting to that point about teachers, like, um, as you guys, as you know, with how all this has been happened with like, um, the stuff that's been happening in schools, I'm not going to comment too much on that, but this is my opinion. This is when I have kids, I'm not sending them to public school. I'm not, I'm not even sending them to private school. I'm even though I'm not religious, I'm sending them, I would be sending them to religious school. Here's because I just, that's the only place that can even, you can even trust at all. I mean, I don't know if, if homeschooling would even be possible, but I think religious school would actually be the, what, what's best because they actually would teach kids at least discipline and at least how to be respectful and to at least let them be kids. Because you got to let them be kids as a whole. You got to. Yeah. Like, because, like, yeah, because the thing, but the thing is, like, me, the way I would be as a parent, I would actually be a pretty strict parent because, like, because with how things have been going in society lately, like if if you just like if you just let your kid get out of line just a little bit, they will just go further and further out out, out of the out of the out of the out of the way. So and that's just the way I take it. So yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure you rate. I'm pretty sure you just let your kids just be kids, and you just like keep them out of politics as a whole, pretty much. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, I've yeah. I've read the Constitution. Well, there's a little children's book on the Constitution. I've read that, but not to take any sides or anything. Yeah. But 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 like um your kids are actually into politics a little because last time I had you on you 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 said one of your other son one of your sons um asked if they could, you guys would go visit China and you explained to him yep. why you guys couldn't so yeah they're yep. at least getting into politics a little but I think you're at least oh. trying to keep them out of politics as much as you can though yeah I'm not bringing them into it yeah he knows yeah. who Donald Trump is he knows who Joe Biden is my five and a half year old my three year old doesn't know anything but and I'm not yeah. I don't tell him who these people are he just don't hear them yep keep keep politics out and just let them decide for themselves so yep. yeah that's just how that's the way i view it yep yeah. <laughs> well, i mean that makes that's sense. not a good case example for america there nikki how long were they married for uh, 25, 25 years, years. wow <laughs> that's a long time that's a long time, a long 25 time. Years. Um, sometimes that 25 years is simply until the kids turn 18 that's what they're waiting <laughs> right. for yes. so but go I ahead was 14 but were yeah. you okay there you go <laughs> we can't wait in four more years sorry i was 12 they got divorced twice my parents in in, in 20 years they okay that is okay i'm what are his i, I don't understand that though why are your your parent his parents got divorced twice in like 25 20 years that 20 makes no years, sense yeah. that makes no sense like okay yeah, married unusual. each other divorced married each other 
divorce in 20 wow. years. Wow. So a similar story. But p- yeah. please continue. So so I was watching all of this. And at the end of the day, that's not what government's supposed to be. Government is supposed to be able to bring people together, inspire people, making sure that everybody's got economic opportunities, get that American dream of home ownership and living here. And, and government's staying out of the way. You know, I've always, again, from my dad, was taught about what Republicans are supposed to be about less government, Mm -hmm. less taxes, less spending, local control, free market. The Republicans of today don't stand for any of that. And seeing, again, the government intrusion every single day. Well, I'm somebody, I came in, I created the hemp program here in the state of Florida. So first time we created a new industry in our state and I created an open market. That letting anybody who wants to cultivate, to manufacture, to distribute, um, has an equal opportunity to succeed. So I look at things of how do I make people's lives better, not how do I go after people, how to make lives better. And unfortunately for you know what the Republicans have been doing for the last you know, couple of years is dividing us. And so I come to the table and say, look, there's a better way to lead. There's a way to make sure that the people are, are the first priority, making sure we're not taking away people's rights to vote and taking away people's rights to protest oh and going God. after communities. Out, yeah. And most importantly, we have an economic. Yeah, you're, you're- Whose right to vote is being taken away? That's just nonsense. This Who? is the left. Like, tell me the, whose rights. Yeah. This is the left propaganda when you look at it. Yeah. Like, like, as you mentioned earlier with Georgia, Texas, Florida. I don't even Wait. know what she's talking about. Yeah, I need I need specifics. I'm pretty sure she's talking about voter ID. So no, that's ridiculous. Yeah, it's just a Democrat talking point because they know the looser the, the requirements are, the more it favors them. Oh, yeah, I. I understand that Republicans, they also say the more strict it is, it favors Republicans. But my the reason why I that. want it strict is I want to you don't agree with that? I, I didn't I don't know any I don't know many Republicans that would just want it strict because it gets more Republicans in. I've never heard I one think. say that. I've never seen. Well, they're, they're not going to say that. But I, if, let's, if you look at an election in general, if you just let people print their own ballots which they actually did in some counties in California. If, if you let anyone print a ballot and they're raining from the sky, it's going to help Democrats. If you lock it down more, it's going to help Republicans, in my opinion. The reason why I want it locked down more is because I want to trust the vote more. Same here. So that's, yeah, so that's, that's my take. So I don't know what she's talking about with voting rights. It's nonsense. Yeah, the looser, the, the, the looser it is, um, the more, the more like, um, the, the let, okay, I'm not going to say that for reasons, but, um, I, I, I actually, I actually just, I just like it where it's, um, where it, at least, at least I at least want voter ID. That's just what I want that. Yeah. That's just, how, that's just the way I take it. And I think, um, mm-hmm. mail-in ballots should be limited. Oh, no, I don't, yeah. Now, I, I'm not I'm also not a fan of drop boxes either. So, oh, gosh, yeah. no, that should be a no. Oh, hell no. DeSantis, There's I'm no trying ch- to get DeSantis trying to get them banned in um, when, he, when, he, when that voting bill was being was getting worked through. But the legislator wanted to keep them. So he actually he had, really? to, work on a, he had to work on a compromise with them. So they have Do they to have all, so they have their, really? they have to keep. Yeah, they have to keep all the drop boxes, but they have to be monitored 24 seven. Yeah, There's no. <laughs> Yeah, that's that doesn't. Yeah, maybe so in Florida he, it might do something, but I uh, I don't. Yeah, so he had. So they're going to have drop out. Yeah, that's a that's a loss. I don't know. I'll have to look that up. That's a big yeah. loss. No, DeSantis even said that himself. He he didn't want to keep him, but 
because the legislator did. So he had to work on a mm. compromise with them. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm not a fan of them, but it is what no. it is. So yeah, economic disaster happening in our state that people can't afford to live here. We become the number one unaffordability. <laughs> that is that's because that, of yeah the demand. <laughs> Yeah, everybody because things are going. DeSantis is doing such a great job. I mean, honestly, that's what it is. Yeah, because people are keep moving there. The same yeah. things happened in Texas, and like mm -hmm. they're wondering why the rent has gone up so high. Why um why um it, like a lot of people can't um afford to live there. Well, compared to California, um it's it, it's dirt cheap to live there because we all know how expensive California is. Like um just a, an old broken down house costs like a million dollars in California. And like from Texas or Florida, it costs like four hundred grand, maybe five hundred grand, maybe. So yeah, just how it is. We've surpassed California and New York. That's been underneath these Republican leaders. And so I say, look, at the end of the day, I want to come in. I want to give people an opportunity um, for that American What's dream. And to make what does that mean, though? Like, what is what what is her? I mean, she's. I, I don't know. I'll have to watch this whole thing. I just watched some clips. Yeah. How do you how do you change that? Because there's a high demand because people are moving there. That's just um, how the market works. Yes. Guess what? That's called capitalism. Yet, yeah. And capitalism, the best wins. I don't think like um, just because you're at the very bottom, you should be brought up like that. Guess what? I think you should have an equal opportunity to like um to buy something. But like you should not be brought up on your own to do it. You have to do it on your own by yourself. That, yeah. That's just the way I view it. So, so when she's talking about um, how um, un it's, it's impossible to, to afford to live there, you know what? It's because people are just continuing to move there, and like they even mm -hmm. talked talked about it in the interview too. And like, yeah. and, and and basically she went on the rant by saying like, oh, it's be like if some infrastructure bill that um, DeSantis vetoed, it would have yeah. helped create um, more um, buildings to live in, but no, it wouldn't have. Because it, it would have just driven um, um, the prices up even further if you look at it. Yeah. Make sure that mm -hmm. we're creating policies that are going to give opportunities. So if you like this. But yeah, that was that's actually one of my favorite things that um, Patrick has done. Like, um, like obviously, the Kobe one is my favorite. But my second favorite one is, pro is, not, on, is not on his show. But it's when he went on Joe, Joe Rogan's show. Like, that was a great episode. Was it? Really? I never saw that. It was one of my favorite episodes. Because like. Because oh. Joe and Patrick are actually two guys that I respect a whole lot, like a whole mm -hmm. lot. Now, mm -hmm. like and like the fact that you had them both sitting down and having a conversation, yeah, that just shows to go how um how good things can get. But, but yeah, there's actually another clip from this that I wanted to show. Uh, where is this? Um, I'm trying to find it. Uh, one second. Mm -hmm. Um, where is this? I'm trying to find it. Um. Um, yeah, where is it? Oh, uh, uh, why, why should anyone vote for you? Or we have gutted the public schools. This is one I think you're going to be really interested in us, Osiris. Where? I'm not sure if you've seen this clip, but yeah. No, I'm Where not is our one. teachers li okay. living? They can't afford to live here. We are funding education 49th in the nation. You want to talk about New York and California and other states that have we're the third largest GDP in the nation, third after those two states. But yet we're funding education 49th in the nation. That tells you that our priorities are backwards and our education system is falling apart. H uh, healthcare. 
We're funding healthcare 50th in the nation. We haven't expanded Medicaid. So well, I'm curious. Be- well, here's the thing, though. That would just drive up inflation even more. I don't ex- ex- I don't see a reason why you need to expand it even more than it is. Because guess, yeah. guess, guess what? Yeah, guess what? You, like some things you have to sacrifice. You can't have it all, everything that you want. Some things you just can't have because, because guess what? Whether it, and plus, and plus she said like, oh, taxes and Republicans aren't for low taxes anymore. Florida has a 0% income tax. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. That just goes to show how, how, how ill-informed, Ill, uninformed she is. So yeah. yeah. Because you had mentioned education, that's that's a topic near and dear to me. I was a teacher for many years. Um, so, what is your what is your fix to that? Because I know that DeSantis has been out there talking about school choice, and that's a topic many parents are passionate about because they're concerned about their ability, whether they have money or not. Some don't have money, but they want to be able to send their kids to the schools that they want to send them to. What is your fix to an educational system that's broken in Florida? Well, first of all, we as Floridians voted for the lottery to make sure that the lottery money was to go towards education. And that was supposed to be in addition to. So back in 2006, we had per pupil funding at around 6,400. We're at 6,900 today. Between 2006 and 2022, if you look at inflation, it should be over $10,000 just to keep up with inflation. So what we have done is we have gutted our traditional public schools. And I'm a proud, proud product of our public education system in Miami-Dade County, as was my parents. They all were also from the Miami-Dade. And what we've done is we have gutted our traditional public schools. And so we've taken money out of our, our traditional public schools and we have allocated into any other place, not even, not even just general other education, we've gutted it. And so what we have to be doing is putting more money back into our education system. Okay, so I'm going to... No, 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 no. I, no. If anything, we need to take more and more money out of the public education system. Because guess what? All that's happening in the public education system right now the kids are just being indoctrinated into this woke ideology. Like yeah, kids aren't being taught education like they used to be. They're actually being indoctrinated by these teachers that have that that have their own ideology for whatever reason. They're, and they're doing this to these kids for whatever reason they have. Like, like you saw that um drag show thing where all those young kids, oh, yeah. young kids went, were at. Yeah, I, I don't know, but those parents and those people should be arrested for that. Like that, yeah. it's illegal. You cannot show minors that kind of stuff. And I'm not talking. And those kids were not teenagers; they were like 10, 11, 12 no. year old, mm-hmm. some even younger. So how yeah. is that? This is how, how is that not illegal? Yeah, she she's obviously not for school choice. No, she's so not. this is her way to to say I'm not for school choice without saying it. Yeah. I tell you, though, money's not going to fix the educational system because New York, places like that have been funneling money into education for decades and decades. It doesn't work. The way that you fix an educational system is the way that you fix every system is you put competition. What? What'd you say? I knew where she was. I knew where competition. I I never I haven't seen this clip. I knew where she was going. We were just talking about free market competition. So if, if a school knows you get you can take your money from the government and go to a different school that will force them to get better. Oh yeah, it will. That's just how it is. So that's the yeah. best way to do it. Yeah. hundred percent agree. 
information into that system. And you force you force those schools to fire bad teachers, to pay mm-hmm. good teachers higher. You, you force those parents to have the option to choose where they send their kids to school. Mm-hmm. Every single district you look at. Everywhere in the country that allows for school choice sees a rise in educational opportunities for families and a hundred percent right there, hundred yep. percent right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rise in standard of education for kids. So if you want to fix the educational system, truly, and I believe that you do, based on what you're saying, that's how you fix it. Well, and, and I don't necessarily agree with all of that. You know, well, but-, but she makes a good point though. And I'm, I don't have kids, just like you. I don't. I mean, but school choice seems like capitalism at its finest. What's wrong with that? Because everybody is entitled to a a quality education system. And when you take money out of our traditional public schools, which are still the bedrock, most, if you talk about people wanting to go into choice, if you look at the statistics, still 75 plus percent of our parents are still making the choice to put their kids into public, traditional public schools. And they're failing them. Those schools are failing them. But that's also because the fact is. Yeah, a lot of these public schools, they're failing like I don't see, I I don't think the public school system is um is needed anymore. Really, I don't think so. Yeah, that's I, a libertarian yeah. approach. Yeah, yeah. That if you are talking about our private schools, our charter schools that are paying more money for their teachers, that we're losing. Te- we have sixty five hundred shortage of teachers. That we are asking parents to come in as substitute teachers. They're making nothing. They're making nothing. And DeSantis, I was on those salaries. I know what they look like. And, and so was my mom. You know, yeah. she, she taught for 25 years. I heard those stories, heard the stories of, of our teachers buying school supplies for their kids because there's not enough yeah. school supplies in the classrooms. And, and, and what we have done is, is money enough? No, absolutely. But that has to start somewhere that we have schools. And if you want to look at something interesting, that at a third grade reading, that 90 percent of our black kids at third grade reading, or read- you knew she was going to pl- play the yep. race card right there. there you just go. knew that. Yeah. Yep. yeah. All this is the, the thing that leftists do. They always, almost like every time they play the race card, and every time they yep. dig their own hole, include inc- like yeah, reading below poverty line. And we yep. are we base where how many jails and prisons we build. Based on that third grade, re- third grade reading. But you can't blame. First of all, you're going to have to look at family structures for that. You're going to have to go back to the dinner table. You're going to have to look at is that does that child oh, have the support of well, the family can, at home? We can go into that whole. You conversation. have to talk about community. You have to talk about of, church. Of, I mean, there's there are layers deep of, of this. Of course, but, but you're also, not going to throw money at that at that school and fix that kid. You're yeah, going to the way that you're going to give that kid an opportunity. Let that yeah. parent or that guardian pick where that kid goes to school. And if that school is failing that mm-hmm. kid. Shut her down. And we and we have to understand, too, everyone's not going to be saved. You yeah. have to want to be saved. Everyone's not going to yeah. be born into a great situation. Yeah. Um, that's just life. Yeah. Life, life, like, um, I'm a big fan. Of, like, if you remember in The Lion King, when um, Scar, um, at the, when, in the opening scene, when he, when he was, when he was going to eat that mouse, he, t- he told the mouse mm. that life is unfair. Some are well, he said, well, some are born to feast, others spend their lives in the dark begging for scraps. Mm. He said, yeah, remember that. That just, I just thought of that. Like, yeah. And I loved school choice because those parents who might be in a tougher area with a bad public school who actually do care, they would get an opportunity. Oh, yeah. They totally do. Mm hmm. Shut well, her down. Well, well why would money help though? If like if you're saying teachers got to come out of pocket to buy, because you know why well, they waste a ton, like every other yeah, government oh, institution. Oh, what? 
Wait, we're talking like, about money. Money, you throwing money at things don't necessarily it doesn't necessarily fix it. No, it every doesn't. problem is not fixed by money. Yeah, yeah, not every problem is. Like, no. <laughs> like it's just, it's the same thing with with, with reparations. Like Daryl Davis and Daryl Date, even though Daryl Date, like if you remember when Daryl Davis was on Tim Pool show, oh wait, oh your mic is down, man. Uh, okay, how's it sound? Okay, I can hear you now, man. Sorry about that. Uh, was that? Okay, can you hear me now? Yep. Okay. But remember when Daryl Davis was on Tim Pool's show and they were talking about reparations, and Tim just schooled him on that. Because like um, as, because like, and he and he went into um, all these acronyms like saying, well, if you're Native American or part Native American, you can get something from the government, or that if you're a dis- or, or if you're were imprisoned in the Japanese internment camps or a descendant of them, you can get some money. And I think Tim said it best. How about none of them get any anything? Because guess because guess what? They were given their freedom. I think that's enough. Because guess because guess what? I like no one that's alive today. Or was 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 a slave or owned slaves at all? So I don't see why there's any reason that there sh- that there should be any reparations given out. That's just my view, and it's coming from someone who's half black. Yeah, I absolutely agree, and I agree with Tim. Tim was consistent. He said none of them should have gotten money. Yeah. So yeah, I agree completely. Yeah, hundred percent on that. And they uh, waste a ton of money. Well, you don't, don't see it. And then you have teachers unions. You don't agree with that, Nikki? You don't, don't think government wastes money? Oh, government wastes lots of money. It, governor just did a $109 billion budget. I can find a whole lot more. He'd only vetoed $3.1 billion. I could have vetoed a whole heck of a lot more in there. There but, you go. So an educate. No, no. Military. I don't care what department you're talking about. Every single institution of government, there is waste, there's fraud, there's abuse. Education is part of that. Of course. And, and look, I have put forth my, I oversee a $1.3 billion budget in, inside the Department of Agriculture. Every single, every single session, I've put forth a more conservative budget than my Republican predecessors did because I didn't want to waste money. I made sure that we had the exact money that we needed to run the department and the programs that we needed to do to whether it's increasing um, our, our the amount of money that's coming in for agriculture to making sure our water quality is in there. I asked for 83 new positions for concealed weapons programming because, again, we have the largest concealed weapons program in the entire country here in the state of Florida that I regulate. I asked for 83 more positions because we are overwhelmed mm-hmm. and the governor vetoed those 83 positions because he uh, has his own agenda. So if you like this clip and you Here's the th- here's the thing I have on that, like um about like um concealed weapons um, um um programs. I'm actually someone who does who's not a big fan of programs at all because I think most the vast because the vast majority of them get too much money and with the and when they use the money they're just it's just wasted. That's just how it is. Yeah. What what is that? What is the con- I don't I'm not familiar with what that is. Do you I'm know what is that? I'm not a hundred percent sure on it, but oh. it's something. I, I, I'm not, I don't know if it's like training to use firearms or something like that, but it's something about or it's either something like that or to help people get concealed per- permits. I don't I don't remember what it is, but I'll have mm. to look more into that. So, yeah. But but but, yeah, this just goes. I'm I, I'm curious what's going to happen um, when I'm when when Nick, when Ron and Nikki get on the debate stage against each other. I am so looking forward to that. Yeah, we'll see. Um, it seems like nowadays a lot of people don't want to debate. Uh, you know, Carrie Lake running for governor in Arizona, none of her yeah. challengers, to my knowledge, agreed to a debate with her. Hmm. 
<laughs> I think it's, I think it should be pol- a rule that if you I agree if that you should debate someone if you're running for office. You should debate your opponent. I agree absolutely. I don't so we don't how would that even be a rule? I don't even know how you could do that, but yes, in theory I agree completely. You should have to do, I don't know how many, but you should, a debate should be a part of the process. You should not be able to run from a debate. A debate yeah. is when you get in front of people and I'll give Nikki credit for going on the show. Yeah. I mean, that was not easy. So I'll give her credit for that. That's, it's almost like, that is almost like a debate. Yeah. It so it actually was. Yeah. So I yeah. give her credit for that. You need to be, you should be a debate. You can't run. You can't hide. We know what you think. You have to say what you think. It, yeah. It's a debate is very important for people to be able to make up their mind. Yeah. Like you remember in 2020 before the election, Joe, Joe Rogan offered to have to, to have Trump and Biden on to do a debate and Trump yeah. actually agreed to do it, but Biden didn't. Oh no, of course not. Yeah. It, Joe should have just brought Trump on anyway, because that would have actually been a, can you imagine that like that episode before the election or even right or even or like even if it happens just now, right now, even though Joe said he won't, I wish he would. But yeah, yeah, I, I think Tim, I think Tim Pool's going to he's working on it. If he does, I don't think he should post it to YouTube because he would get a strike. Definitely. I think well, I think what he I think what he should do if he does do it and I'm still not convinced he will. But if he does do it. He should have it be exclusive to his Timcast IRL website, exclusive to that. Because guess yeah. what? That would generate a whole lot of traffic for his website. Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know if it would be live. I doubt Trump no, would agree no. to a live one. Like no, he, he did probably. a recorded one with Candace Owens. He did a recorded sit down. Oh. Oh, so I don't know. So Tim would be smart enough to know how to navigate that with YouTube or yeah. not. Yeah. Trump was. Trump also went on another – those. Who are those? He went on another podcast just a couple months ago. Who was that? Yeah. Who were those guys? That video I got never taken heard. down. Yeah, I never heard of them before. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, they know Dana White, and that's how they mm-hmm. got Trump um, to come on because Dana White mm-hmm. convinced him to. So, yeah. well, yeah, Trump's but, had everybody. Trump's had Bannon, Peter Navarro, Marjorie Taylor Greene. He's yeah. and then other people. He's had almost everybody in the Trump kind of circle. Yeah, but in just in that, when he went on those guys' podcast. A, a podcast is a great form for Trump to speak, and it get, lets him get all of his ideas out. That like, that was actually an awesome thing. Like, um, mm-hmm. I think Trump, should, what I think Trump should probably start his own podcast. Can you imagine if he actually did that? Like, mm-hmm. like well, I, Marjorie, I would, Taylor, oh. Marjorie Taylor Green started her own. She did. She did. Yep, she has her own podcast. I don't know where it is. I I get alerts on Telegram for it. Uh, let me go look that up real quick here in a second. Yeah. Uh, uh, Mar, one second. I'm gonna look this up. Uh, I've seen Mar- clips. It's um the clips I've seen are good. Uh, one second, right here, Taylor Green podcast. Okay, uh, where is this? Um, trying to find this right here. All this is just um 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 backlash against her from the mainstream media is all I'm trying to is all I'm seeing. Um, yeah, I get. I have not seen an episode. I get uh, Telegram alerts for it. Okay. I'm I don't know. The only platform that would have it is probably Rumble. Uh, I'm a, I'll go look that up real right now. Give yeah. me one second. I doubt YouTube yeah. will allow that. Yeah, she's on Rumble. I think she. yeah. Yeah, MTG Live. So if you go to Rumble and search Marjorie Taylor Green, she has uh, a podcast. Yep. 
All right, let me try to find this. Um, okay, come on. Marjorie Taylor Green. I don't see it at all on here. On Rumble? It's not, I don't see it on here. Just, uh, are you searching her name? Yeah, Marjorie yeah. Taylor Green. Yeah, I'll I, give you a link. I'll give you a link here. Hold on. Uh, I'm, let me, okay. Yeah. I'm going to have to listen to it. It's just, I don't have, I'm, I listen to a lot of people's podcasts. It's hard to figure out time, but she's great. I will make time to listen to her podcast. Yeah, I will too. Cause I'm actually a big fan of her. I want to hear a lot more from her. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. Cause like Marjorie Taylor green is actually one of the few good ones. I believe she like, there aren't many good ones anymore. Like, oh, like yeah. I, I believe she's actually one of the very few good ones. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like um, you you you've watched any clips from it? I've seen a lot of clips, like two minute clips. I've not seen a full episode. It's been good. What? Oh, yeah. yeah. Has she had Trump on? No, not that I've seen. She had Matt Gates on. Okay. And Matt Gates has his own podcast too. Hmm. Um, to be honest with you, I don't know how much work they really do hmm. in Congress, especially with gridlock. I don't know how much work they they really do there calling donors and they don't even no. go in the office they're they're all virtual pretty much Mar marjorie doesn't do any donors like things she doesn't she doesn't take anything from um, these companies or anything like that she only takes things from actual people that donate to her literally mm -hmm. and she's actually raised like she's actually was actually the she's she's one out of all the people in congress she's raised all, she's one of the top ones that have raised the most money and she yep. has no one giving her any money all the monies that she gets comes from regular people like us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like so I I would actually like to, to to talk to her sometime. Like um like if you actually had the chance to have her on your show, would you take it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I think she's the she's the most important politician in Washington D.C. Yeah. Easily by far to me. Yeah, I I completely agree with that. Like yeah. um because yeah, at least because um she's actually. Like, did you hear? Like, when she went on Tim's show like a couple months ago, she literally, she, she literally, like, I'm not talking, not just about um, not when she just exposed like um how the voting system works, but also like um um like um when she said when she said she racked up over a hundred thousand dollars in maskless fines, something along those lines, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and like um like um some of the people in there were were like. And the, some people in the Congress thing were saying, like, um, if they can't force her to, the thing about putting all the people who refuse to wear masks up in some C nineteen booth up in the up in the Raptors. Yep. Yep. Like, uh, like, oh, this is just this is just getting out of hand right here. There's no need for it. Like, um, yeah, it's they're. I don't. I don't know what they're trying to. I don't know what they think they're trying to pull, but yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Also, uh, uh, Cyrus, are you still going to have me come on your show again eventually? Oh yeah, we we just have to set it up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. When? Yeah. What, what do you What do you have planned for tomorrow? Um, tomorrow I'm so I've been trying to work on a lot of stuff that just hasn't been coming through, but I still want to talk about Jared Kushner. Um, I'm not a fan, but I might push that back because I want to talk about Trump and McCarthy. Yeah. I think the story with Coach Jack Del Rio in the NFL is a huge story that we can yeah. learn from. We just talked about that. Yeah. Um, those are a couple things. I want to do the definition of inflation. Oh, yeah. uh, Joe Biden just uh, talked about that. 
there's some um the guns the the bipartisan gun safety might be the number one yeah so they they did this you saw that we talked about this this the bipartisan gun safety agreement yeah um and just terrible legislation yeah terrible terrible stuff there yeah like i gotta look into that sometime again mm-hmm. i probably probably not today because like um it's it's 136 over here right now yeah. right it's, in your area it's probably 236 so yeah yeah but uh, no it's on um it's uh 12 i'm i'm hour oh, behind yeah. you but um okay. yeah. there's an interesting story today there's an interesting story about a google employee who works with Google artificial intelligence. And he was chatting with this computer artificial intelligence. And the chat was so real. Did you hear about that? I did not hear about this, but yeah. Yeah, The the chat was so real that he kind of alerted people at Google, I think, that I have to read the article again. But Uh, where did you find it at? Um, I found it off of, it was on the Washington post, Google sentient, Google sentient, Google yeah. sentient, sentient, it's crazy. It's a, uh, Google engineer, Blake lemonine, lemonine claims AI, AI bot became sentient. Oh, I got to Got to look into this right here. Uh, give me one second. They actually have a text of the conversation. Who knows if it's real or not? Assuming it's real, it's crazy. You got to read the conversation he's having with AI. Okay. A Google engineer was... Oh, sorry about that. A Google engineer was spooked by a company, Artificial Intelligence Chatbot, and claimed it had become sentient, labeling, labeling it a sweet kid, according to a report. If this is real, this is disturbing right here. Like, oh my god, this is literally the Matrix right at this moment, literally, or Terminator, however you want to say. Blake Lemonine, I'm probably botching that name, who works in Google's responsible AI organization, told the Washington Post that he had began chatting with the interface L Lemada Lemada. I don't know. Mm-hmm language model for dialogue applications in fall 2021 as part of his job. He was tasked with testing if the artificial intelligence used discriminatory or hate speech. But Lemonine, um, who studied cognitive and computer science in college, came to realize that Lamada became Google boosted last year, was a breaking conversation technology, was more than just a robot. Huh? And Medium Post published on Saturday, Lemonad declared declared Lamada declared Lamada. I'm sorry, had had um, advocated for its rights as a person. Holy shit! And yep, revealed and, re- and revealed that he had engaged in conversation with Lamada about religion, consciousness, and robotics. Oh my god! It wants Google to prioritize the well-being of humanity as the most important thing he wrote. It wants to acknowledge as an employee of Google rather than as a property of Google, and it Hmm. wants personal well-being to be included somewhere in Google's considerations about its future development is pursued. If this is real, if this Hmm. is real, okay, this is a screenshot right here. In mountains, it really puts things into perspective. Yeah, it's important to keep perspective. Hey, I'm wondering, 
do you have anything you want to share with the people that are watching at home? I do. I just want them to know that if the wind is perfect and you're made of the right materials, you can go absolutely anywhere. Holy, oh my God. Oh my God. This can't be real. It can't be real. Yeah. It can't be. Oh my God. This is literally Terminator in, in the Matrix into one. Yep. Oh my God. Like, so this thing was literally having a conversation with them, and this guy was so convinced that it was real that he was actually oh, yeah. talking to someone. Oh, yeah, yeah. It would, it, I mean, there's a text of the conversation. It sounds crazy. Like, uh, so is Matrix, is the Matrix or is Terminator happening sooner than, than we think? Because I thought this was going to happen when the metaverse fully comes around, fully does. No, that's going to happen. I think it's going to happen before the metaverse because the, the metaverse graphics aren't good enough right now. It, pretty soon they're going to be indistinguishable from reality. Pretty well, soon. when they get to that point, then you, you're going to see you're going to see it adopted more often. But I think the AI is coming, coming strong. But like, yeah. but I, but like, but like eventually, like what I think is going to happen is literally what the Matrix is like the elites. They want us living in pods, eating bugs, and be plugged into the metaverse. That's what I think they're literally trying to do. Oh yeah, they're setting and that I, up right now. Yeah. And this is, and I've said this beforehand that the day I'm forced to plug into the metaverse, I'm buying a tent and moving down by the river. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And one of my buddies, I'm um, said like, How, "Hey, just make it a van. You would live in a van down by the river." So, <laughs> that's, that's classic that's, stuff. Yeah, but I mean, there, there's some benefits to it, but no, there's not. Uh, I don't think there's any benefits at all. Yeah, because literally, literally, all it was would just be making humans um useless, um like um inefficient, like um like you remember in Avengers: Age of Ultron, where Ultron was the that that intelligence that actually figured out that humanity was actually truly evil and decided to yep. wipe all of them out. Yeah, imagine what's gonna be like when when a human when when an AI figures out that, that it's smarter than us. Like, um, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, 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 just look at how stupid we are. To just look at how things today. Like, people don't know their numbers anymore because of phones. People don't know math anymore because of calculators. Like, yeah, just look at that. Yeah, but like, that, that's really that's really what transhumanism is about. Um, yeah. For for Elon Musk, it's about if we don't become more um, in sync with technology. Then AI will run us over. So it's like the Borg. So it's like from like the Borg in Star Trek. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Where basically they infused humans. Well, they, they infused humans and the technology into one, mm -hmm. but they, they basically just became mindless drones. Yeah. Yep. Is that what the future holds? You think? Oh yeah, that's what they're trying to do. I mean, that's basically what China. I don't think China has fully released the social credit score. I think it's still technically in like beta testing, but that's really what it's for. It's really for just straight control. Um, and we already have that now, basically. I mean, you go on Twitter, you see people who had a Black Lives Matter flag. They go to Ukraine. They support anything from the pandemic. I mean, they support anything you see on corporate news. I mean, that's basically the Borg be without the technology. Yeah, like basically that basically the leftist is the Borg without technology. Basically yeah. that's what it is. And but yeah. the only the only that they're just they're following orders, but um it's not technology per se, 
but they're using technology to to basically follow orders because like social media is technology. So yeah, I made I made a comment that Twitter should add an option for people to automatically have their bio updated with whatever the latest corporate talking point is. So they don't even have to change their flag. They, you know, the the government would change it for them. Yeah, pretty much. Like um, like this is the, like I said. Like I, I under like like when you talk about all like with, with like innovation and automation, like like with like there's gonna be no jobs eventually, pretty much because rope because AI is gonna be handling it. And like this, I think this is one of the reasons why you say you are a supporter of universal basic income, right? Mm -hmm. We're, we're so, gonna have to do it. So, We're going to have to do universal basic income at some point, in my opinion. Well, I, at, at this point in life, right, and in, in, in like where the world is right now, uh, I, I do not think it's a good idea. Now, if it, now, maybe five or ten years down the line, maybe it could be. But at the moment, I'm not up there because the technology still isn't up, up, to, the, up to that level at this moment. Yeah. And, and, pl and plus, like, like, even with this um, supposed um, thing from this Google um, employee, we don't know if it's true or not still. Yeah, we don't, yeah, we don't know if it's true. And uh, the danger with, like, UBI is the government could cut you off. They could just say, hey, yeah. you didn't say the right thing on social media. We'll stop giving you checks or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And also, this is another – this is a little off topic from that. But there's actually another – like, um, when you this is actually kind of counterintelligence too with, like, the great aliens and stuff like that. Or like you know, on the dollar bill, you obviously see the Illuminati logo with the pyramid in the eye. Mm -hmm. Did you know that the Great Alien is actually on the dollar bill? The who it, is the Great Aliens? Like you know, the typical aliens that you see, oh, they're on the no. Dollar. I'll show you right here, uh, right here. So, uh, so like, but I'll show you this, then you'll, then we can um, can let you go. So we, that's weird. We can, you know, so you can, I'll show you. Like I said, aliens is counterintelligence. That's just what it is at the end of the day. I'll show you mm -hmm. right here. Uh, give me one second. I'm gonna back up. No, uh, uh, gray alien, alien dollar, do, gray alien and one dollar bill like this right here. Is this like if you see, fold it? Yeah, this is, and if you actually have high higher contrast on it as well. Yeah. Is that for real? Yeah, this is real. Like go, like look at that. You see this part That's back spooky. here. That's this spooky. Is this is real right here. Like, and as I said before, aliens is counterintelligence. The great aliens specifically, they're fake. But what it is, like um, they're they're pushing it an agenda. Like um, obviously, like I showed you you and Carlos this well, I, well one second. I showed you and Carlos this image before of this demon that was in that that was drawn that Alistair Crawley, who in the in a book he wrote said he conjured it up. And like and like this the the image that he came up that he that that he said it was. And if you look on the, and he said it was a demon. And if you look on this, it's that's clearly a gray alien right there. Clearly is, like you see, yeah. Mm. Like, and obviously you have the Illuminati thing right here. So that just adds more wow. fuel to it. Like, yeah, I found that. I found that out. I was like, oh my god, there's no way this is real. There's just no way. And then I found, and then I looked more at it, and it's like, yeah, this is real. All you need to do is just fold it and and just put turn up the contrast on it. Hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, like, like I said, it's not a giant conspiracy theory about this stuff. It this stuff is real. But mm -hmm. I mean, I mean the the great aliens they're fake. But um, this is just the the the, the um the the counterintelligence they're pushing. Like yeah, 
All right. Okay. All right. Uh, I'll let you go now because you said you got to run, so you can get some yeah. sleep. All right. Um. All right. Before I let you go, where can my audience find you at? Yeah, you can um find me at you on YouTube. You can uh, go to Stuck in the Middle. You can probably search Stuck in the Middle Critical Theory, and you'll find my videos on Twitter, Stuck in the Mid, as you see right here. Appreciate you, Ray. As yeah, always, um, and, man. yeah, and also Osiris. Um, I'm actually live streaming this on Rumble as well. Uh, yes. Just, yeah, you should live stream your show on Rumble as well. Not yeah. like not just post it there, just live stream it too, because you can get more views with live streaming. Oh yeah, I do. I I, I live stream on Odyssey, Rumble. Yeah, I don't uh, use Odyssey, so yeah. yeah, yeah. Today I just got my um true social account, so yeah. Yeah, I I haven't I I signed up. I haven't used it yet, but yeah, yeah I'm on there. Yeah. yeah, okay, all right. This is I'm Ray, the host of the Ray Infinity Show. Um, you can make sure to like this video, subscribe to this channel, and share this video with your friends, and turn on notifications so we can beat the YouTube algorithm. Because this channel is shadow banned, is because and, and I need it to grow. Also, follow me on Facebook, uh, Twitter, um, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Spotify. Uh, Minds, um, Truth Social, Gab, Cloud Hub. Like, there's a whole lot, man. There's a whole lot. All right. And, like, this has been Ray, and this has been Osiris and Carlos before he left. This has been episode 50 of the Ray Infinity Show podcast. Catch you guys later. Peace. Mm -hmm.